On this week's episode, Jake joins to discuss Georgia's new voter ID laws, the Derek Chauvin trial, and COVID passports. Sorry about the audio in the first half. Skip to 50 minutes or so if it really hurts you, but I think the conversation is worth it regardless of the audio quality. Please check it out. Or don't. 50 minutes. That's where you got to skip to. It's all here on the Winner Gets Nothing Politicast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Winner Gets Nothing Politicast. Joining me, as always, we have my co-host, Elijah. What's up, y'all? I don't know why I was going to respond to that. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) much. Yo, you just answer for the people, you know? (laughs) I'm the other host on the Trash Palace Sultan, and we have a guest this week, new guest. We have Jake. Pleasure to be here. Glad to have you. All right. Well, we got a lot going on this week, so let's just get right into it. Our leading story this week, we're going to start with, what do we got here? Um, uh, yes. So, uh, Joe Biden has, uh, well, he's, he's been a little hypocritical, which, I mean, you know, it's not beyond him. That's, uh, that's somewhere the world he operates, or somewhat the world he operates in. Um, yeah, he's been firing his staffers. Can you guess what for? Not being woke enough? Sort of. Maybe too woke. Oh, really? Oh, now know. he's going back against the wokeness now? He's like, all right, too woke. Well, they're being, back, they're, no, they're being fired for uh, past marijuana consumption because that's a no-go. That's, that's federal illegal, and Joe Biden can't have that. Except for his vice president, who's admittedly smoked weed quite a bit. I think he forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to care about, about that one. But he's fired everyone else that smoked weed because that's important. That's interesting. Uh, it's just like, it didn't he just say, didn't he? I thought he went on the campaign of trying to legalize it too, like federally. No, I thought he was like pushing out his campaign. Or am I even bugging? Oh no no no! Actually, we have a new article. This has just been uh, coming out today. Um, oh. something he said probably yesterday or something. But uh, according to Kamala Harris, Biden is too busy to decriminalize marijuana. <laughs> just just oh, got a so lot going just, on. Oh, that's very per- that's very perfect timing. That I just asked that question. Oh, we have we have all the other stuff we want to take care of, but the main thing we said for a lot of people. Nah, we ain't doing that. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. That was something that Harris hammered on, wasn't it? She said that that was yeah. going to happen. No. Well, that's uh, yeah, probably yeah, not going to happen. She's like, I'm not going to legalize something that got me in my position where I'm at, guys. Like, come on. I put a bunch of people in for bullshit. <laughs> it blows my mind that a guy that financially supports his kid who's a lot worse shit doesn't like marijuana. Oh, I know. He's got, he's got crackhead Hunter. Speaking of which... Hunter, man, Hunter gets cut a lot of slack, man. There's double standards for Kamali, and there's definitely double standards <laughs> for his son. Hunter Biden has no idea if the Secret Service were involved in his gun incident. Have you heard of his gun incident? No. No, I have not. Well, apparently back in, uh, I think this was, what, 2015? Oh, no, 2018, this is when this happened. Well, back in 2015, uh, his brother died, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was, yeah, Hunter's brother, Bo, died in 2015, exactly. Yeah, so Bo died, and uh, years later, um, or actually, I think it was not too long after. I think he waited like five minutes, but um, yeah, he just he did he did the right thing, and he um, you know supported his brother's wife by just I guess having sex with her and doing crack around his kids, and it's like such a good wholesome guy. Yeah, he's smoking that Parmesan cheese, dude. 
Yeah, that was a story you were telling me right before this, right? He, he was he was explaining I, during the Megyn Kelly interview. Was it that one? I don't believe it during Megyn Kelly interview. I was it's trying separate, to look at what yeah. interview it was. I couldn't get it to load up, but uh, he basically admitted to sometimes smoking Parmesan cheese because he didn't know whether it was crack or not, and he would just smoke it and figure it out later. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. I just it's just like me as a person who hasn't smoked crack. I just look at Parmesan cheese like that's cheese. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can mistake Parmesan cheese with crack. But I guess he, I guess, hey, man, if he's where he's at today, I guess, like, well, he's going to go fantastic. He's, he's a senator's Parmesan son. Cheese. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I guess I should have smoked my Parmesan. I'm sorry, he's not a senator's son anymore. He's a, spent his life as a senator's son. He's a, he's a VP on his son. hands and knees. Well, now he's a president. Dude, he's been going up, man. Started from the center, now we're here. <laughs> Started, <laughs> son, now here. <laughs> Started from Burisma, now we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he, he, he's got no idea if the Secret Service went and solved that situation for him. But in 2018, his wife um, threw out his gun just into the trash, just what? into a, a, a grocery store's uh, full garbage can and or dumpster, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, threw it out. And um, yeah, the, uh, the apparently the uh, Secret Service had to go and find the gun because this was going to be a big deal. But Bo said, uh, we got some quotes here from him. He said, um. I think she I think she was just concerned with me. He says, uh, my life was difficult. Haley's intent was to make certain that I didn't do anything to hurt myself. Like this is this is how they spin like I mean he essentially committed a crime. Like anyone could have found that or she committed a crime. Anyone could have found that gun and gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. But he's just like she's so concerned with me. She just because put kids in danger. She threw a gun out in a store. Yeah. yeah a store. Let me make sure. Might as well just be like, hey guys, I have Hunter Biden's pistol in the fucking gun in the fucking dumpster. If anyone wants it, grab Not it. Not like that. Like, yeah. guns are um, sealer marked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone so goes and shoots someone with a gun, boom. Yeah, Trace back to Hunter Biden. You're not protecting the guy. You put in more, more of a risk. Because isn't it like every time your gun's in a, like, in a crime scene or something, they contact you about, like, what? Like, how many people died? Like, all that shit, right? They're like, hey, like, this pistol killed this, like, in this scene, like, right? Or something. Or maybe I'm bugging. Am I over... I don't know if they go that far, I don't, but I don't know. Because tra- it says it's traced, that's why I was They can like, track a bullet back to the gun. Yep. And yeah, yeah. back to the serial number. If that goes back to Hunter Biden's serial number, you just brought up a whole new can of worms to try to why figure was out. That there? Maybe it was him. Or he could, yeah, it could even blame him for a murder. Yeah, he had nothing to fucking do with Les Arbor or whatever. Exactly. And I think Miss Biden was just tired of him fucking smoking Parmesan cheese. Well, you teach him a fucking lesson. Stop fucking smoking. Don't worry, Hunter Biden was the voice of reason, though. He said, we knew the gun was lost, that Haley had thrown it into a trash can, and I told her, you can't do that. When I realized it was gone, and she went back again, and, and, and then the police, they, they came to retrieve the gun, which was retrieved. Someone had uh, gone into the trash and picked it up, and they found it within hours, I believe. And uh, so that was the end of the story. It's just, that's what happens when I, you commit crimes. Is, I love the drop of, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. A few hours. Oh, he's uh, so loyally. Yeah, I believe it was. The Secret Service told me I believe. No, this yeah, dude yeah. doesn't fuck up with what he says, dude. Like we're gonna we're gonna get into. Actually, I got it here. Uh, the Megyn Kelly fucking interview. Yeah. This guy knows how to just word everything to never incriminate himself. Like, listen to this. Yeah, You know, I think I could hold in court. I think that's pretty. 
pretty logistic that you didn't do it. That definitely wasn't it. Well, Megan Kelly posted that clip with, this has every single indicator of deception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's like, I'm sorry. Like, dude, he's just... I'm surprised just Biden was like, like his father's just like, shut the fuck up, Hunter. Stay in the basement like I did, okay? Well, it's I mean, like, you, you hear Biden talk. He doesn't hold what he says much often either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like father, like son. True. Hey, true. You know, though, we got a, we, we, we got some kind of, um, you know, Hunter doesn't seem to be held to the same standards everyone else is. I mean, Megan Kelly's obviously going after him, but this is a breath of fresh air after this guy basically has spent so much time walking. Like, actually, I closed out of it. I think she said something about that with, uh, let me bring that up. It was, um, no, that thing's not going to come up. Okay. I, I swear, uh, at least somebody said something about it, about how Twitter and, uh, Facebook and everything that shut down and covered, like, like hid the New York Post story right before the election, could be completely ashamed of themselves because all of this stuff is so obviously true. I believe it was Megyn Kelly, and I think it was even in that tweet, but I just closed it out so I can't say for sure. Don't take that with a grain of salt. But um, there's definitely a double standard, and uh, now we have um, what is this? Uh, Kyle Drennan of uh, what is this? Um, NBC's uh, Nightly News. They he's saying that we don't. We shouldn't be trying to be fair. We shouldn't give both sides a fair shake because this both sideism crap is keeping people from the truth. Because obviously one side tells the truth every time, and they have they they need you to know that they're they're the voice of truth, and they don't even need to think about the other side. That's just going to confuse you. So let's, let's see what he had to say about that. That's too much brain power. Well, yeah. Yeah, like, no, I could play it. No, no, no go ahead. Say, I was say like, that's too much brain power to me to think of. Like, wait, two sides? No, 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 no. Yeah. Keep it. Was, he sounds like he's right. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Don't have to think. Wouldn't want to have to compare and contrast ideas. Just tell me what it is. Oh, that's right. Fuck. My brain power. God damn. <laughs> Thank you, newsman. Yeah. There we go. All right. Let me make it worse. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I didn't know this guy's name. I should. I've seen his face a million times. But anyway, Lester Holt of NBC uh, is talking about this. The tweet uh, was posted by Kyle Drennan, which had this clip. Sorry. Sorry, Kyle Drennan. I've defamed you. Possibly, because this fucking guy's an asshole. This is both sides of some bullshit. Fuck you, Lester Hall. Anyway, continuing. Yeah, who decides that? Who decides? We want to hear one and the one that's right. We don't care about you other guys. 
Yeah, literally, like, what the There's fuck? obviously a correct answer here. Knock the bullshit off. Yeah, and like you said, like, who's going to be the one deciding what's right? You know what I mean? Is, is it going to be, um... I'm yeah, right. I'm always right. That's, that's, how, that's how it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Censoring more voices is only going to cause more fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand how. In the end, it's going to be the same. The media is right. The media, what they have. That's what he's... That's basically what he's saying. Whatever the media puts out there, that's the right. Mm-hmm. Even though they lied us into getting into the Middle East and lied about many other things. <laughs> many other... Yeah, 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 you're right. Every, just about everything. Except my birthday. What? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about born? that? I don't, I don't I have human? the button ready. I'm not, I'm not looking for the button. All right, I'm looking for the button. Okay, Where's here we go. Well, I had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. So another uh, another two-sided argument. Uh, people have been talking about Georgia's voter ID laws, and uh, I, I think there's definitely two sides to this because I, I definitely see that timing is kind of weird for uh, when they wanted to change this. It's the first time ever that it seems like the black vote really got unified in Georgia, or I'm sorry, specifically the Democratic black vote. Uh, seem to really organize behind us. Uh, Stacey Abrams has been doing a lot to organize people. So I, I do see as a, a big shift in Georgia's laws, it's odd timing for them to start changing these things, and I can see why people would be concerned. However, I've looked into some of these voter ID laws, and they don't seem that extreme to me. And I hear some libertarian arguments that it's like, oh, it's just another bullshit to get you to carry another ID, forcing people to blah, blah. You need an ID for almost everything. The arguments just seem kind of weak to me. Do you have an ID? Of course. You got an ID? Oh, shit, yeah. I got an ID. Yeah, everyone, yeah. I mean, yeah. You need ID, like I said, for ID, ID for everything. You need ID if you want to have a gun. You need ID for your license. Alcohol. Like, who doesn't have an ID these days? Who votes? Like, who? who is, like, I'm socially conscious, and also, like, I've never done a thing in my life. Don't, don't you need <laughs> identification to vote anyways? Yeah, I some form of ID. I think it, I think it's kind of ridiculous how they try to portray this. They try to make it, like, a racial thing, which I think is so condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, why why, why do black people have the inability to get IDs? Is it really like that? And they come up with all these reasons, but they always seem kind of bullshit to me. And more so, it seems like, like what you're saying sounds racist. It really, like, makes it, like, black people, it, it sounds like you're saying black people are inferior. Because the, th- the obstacles you're describing don't really sound like obstacles. Like, so I, I don't I don't get the arguments for that. Yeah, it just shows how disconnected they are to the actual, like, party they're trying to, like, people they're trying to engage with and connect and try to pull them to their side it's like wow you really think these people are incompetent like yeah like i really think these people are incompetent enough to not be able like you know what i mean these are the people you're trying to rely on to make these votes so it's like why are you looking at them as they aren't able to do such things like as getting id like where it's literally just a basic thing like it's easier to get an id than you know what i mean it's anyone can get a fucking id and if you know what I mean? good I was gonna say that, like, might be the biggest thing that Georgia's trying to do here is to stop from people doing multiple votes and illegal voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is stopping from the average Joe person to go get, take a freaking picture, get your ID, boom, I'm legal to vote. There you go, that's it. Well, the argument would be uh, from the other side is that this provides possibly a barrier to entry for some people, and that the arguments for, like, the double voting and all that is so minuscule from any other study that it's like, well, that couldn't possibly be the reason because it's not there. I fall into the camp that it's a lot of the time it seems like the people like it's almost like uh, when the police investigate themselves for something. I I, I don't necessarily like, trust the investigation. It's yeah. like well you're in charge of finding out if you did something wrong. So I don't know. I'm up in the air with that. Like like Rand Paul put it the best way. Uh, like because he voted to you know like not really he he didn't push too hard for like us to go and find out and overturn the election. He's like says he's not in the business of doing that. 
But he also acknowledges, he's like, we didn't really find out how much voter fraud there was in the election. We didn't do the investigation. Most people threw it out before it ever got to the point where it would have been investigated. They're like, ah, this is unfounded. So, and from any other study that's ever gone on, it has been unfounded. But when people have voted the most, I, I can understand where the concerns come from. I'm a little bit of both sides on this argument. But I'm not really on the side of, I think this is that extreme, what they've added to this. This isn't that extreme. In fact, it's about the same. Like, they essentially are uh, like what Colorado and uh, Delaware already had in place. Like, these are, these are laws that are going on elsewhere in the United States that have never been uh, referred to as Jim Crow on steroids. Is that what uh, Biden called it? Wait, I know they, he, wait yeah. he said that? Yeah, he said this is Jim Crow on steroids. To have an ID to do a basic American right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's weird. It's like, what? You, you're going to have the license for all these other things, but to vote to jeopardize the livelihoods of Americans in your community, you don't need a... Like, you know, it's just an ID just to prove you're an actual American. So, like, that's all it is to make sure you're not just coming in here and fucking up our shit. Simple yeah. as that. Well, I, I, not I, like it's not getting fucked up anyway eternally, but you know what I mean? It's just like, not any Joe Schmoke from the off, fucking off the banana leaf or off the fucking boat because it's coming in and vote for, I don't know, like some other candidate that, you know, like, you know, for example, how people are saying like Californians are going to turn Texas to California. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they say it's turning purple. Yeah. I think your original statement was basically was right. It's not an extreme thing. It's just horrible timing. Yeah, exactly. It's just it, it, they changed their laws, but it also expanded voting laws for some people. Like they've they've changed uh, some more of the rules that were like temporary around COVID. Some of them they did get rid of, which that's the most thing that they've like withdrawn on is stuff that was new this time because of COVID. And some of those things they said we're not doing that in the future. We tried them. We're not doing that again. I don't know what they did or didn't do for voting if they really, like, helped some... Like, I, I, I don't know the specifics on that. But it wasn't anything from last year, and I don't think last year was Jim Crow. Like, the stuff... the Most of the stuff they got rid of was the new stuff they added, and they even kept some of it and expanded some of it. I think they, like, shortened, like, uh, the time you have for, like, mail-in voting and stuff like that. Like, a lot... I feel like a lot to do with, like, mail-in shit. I haven't... Again, I haven't, like, deep into it. And, um... Looking about, like, I don't, do you know about, like, MLB moving their major, like, stadium or whatever to Denver because of this whole, like, Shit, this fucking thing. videos. Really like her. Yeah, I guess, One like, sec. Uh, Atlanta Braves? Huh? You talking about, um, Atlanta? Dude, I yeah, can't like fucking a, find like this. Alright, here we go. Said they're gonna move, like, their ma- uh, see, I no, don't no, 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 it was the All-Star game. Wait, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Reset, reset. The video was playing while you were talking. It was just, just reset. Alright, so. MLB. And actually, let's get to that in a second, because oh, I want to yeah. just, yeah. Uh, I'll cut it off at a certain point, but I wanted to finish this one thing, and that was like kind of the next point I was getting into. Okay. So before we get away from this, um, what was it? Because I do have, what does the law actually do? Okay. So here's something the law actually does, okay? So it requires an ID number, like a driver's license, to apply for the absentee ballot, okay? Mm-hmm. Which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, it uh, cuts off absentee ballot applications 11 days before an election. Yet again, that's pretty long time um so I, well i feel like that makes i, I think that's kind of just about like 11 days i think like i think yeah. personally because it's like if you especially when it comes to voting i think you're already i think ahead of time months ahead like all right i'm gonna like or even like not even like i think 11 days because you can't mail it on the day of so there needs to be yeah. a certain thing i think 11 days is fair yeah so especially it, with the influx yeah. like you said of mail and vote yeah i can imagine yeah it gives them time to get everything done and that stuff that will still be postmarked by the 11th so you don't have to worry as long as your vote gets there it gets counted Anyway, uh, limits the number of absentee ballot drop boxes. So, 
I, I've heard that it limits it, but they also made it so that there's mandatory one in every single county. Like there's, or or what was it? it was a uh, every single. Uh, uh, I don't see it here, but I did see it. like they they have to they have to have them in enough places. So they're they're broken up, but more I guess they've also limited the amount that can be in a county. I, I don't know. That's why I've heard that's one of the biggest arguments of how this is restricting people is the drop off ballot spots. Yeah. Because. Oh, you're you're not putting the one near this community. Say they're not a well-off community; they can't drive to another. So the location specifically, because exactly. I know they do do that shit with like um, gerrymandering and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, they they draw like the most ridiculous well, maps you, ever. You, you have communities yeah. that say forty percent of that community doesn't own a vehicle to drive to another county yeah. to drop off the ballot. They can't vote. Mm-hmm. And a county is pretty big. Like that can be a, that can be a little bit to get to. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why I've heard is the biggest argument against this is that that's how they're restricting people and it typically becomes non-racial whatever. But these communities typically be more black oriented, mm-hmm. yep. more because like, especially down south there's more black communities than there are mm-hmm. like especially like our area. So that is like the biggest argument argument towards it and the biggest racial argument towards it. Yeah, exactly. Well, other than that, they got um, it's uh, they're allows the state to take control of what it calls underperforming local election systems. Uh, it disallows volunteers from giving away food or drinks to voters in the line. But that one more specifically, it's like, all right, so they, they used to have dudes standing at like the front of the line wearing a Joe Biden t-shirt just handing out waters just on mass scale, just like, hey, thanks, hope you vote good. You can't do that anymore. But if you, if you like talk to somebody who runs that thing and just be like hey i've been in line for you know 20 minutes now i could really use some water somebody will help you and get you water like they're not gonna they're not like slapping water out of people's hands Imagine. they're just, the just yeah, they're just stopping people no. from going around and being like here's a bottled water with joe biden's name on it like you know but um it uh revises times for advanced voting uh i don't know i don't have more than it revised them that could be bad Allows election officials to begin scanning verified ballots on the third Monday before the election. No problem with that. Get this shit counted as fast as possible. Yeah. It's already in. It shouldn't be changed. Well, I mean, you said the last election. How? I think Georgia was like one of the last ones to get their counts. Yeah, it's, so sounds the good. The sooner they do it, the better. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, requires uh, two Saturday voting days and makes two Sunday voting days optional, which that's uh, I, I assume that's advanced voting like or early voting or whatever they call it. So that's good. Uh, reverses times for runoffs to be held on the 28th day of after a general or special primary election. So, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't sound too extreme. A lot of other states that have similar rules to that. It's not Jim Crow on steroids. They're just trying to play with people's emotions. I think the biggest thing is the drop-off ballots. Yeah. Where that, that is what, I, at least personally, I've heard most argument against. Yeah. And I can see that being an issue. Like I said, accounting's big, so yeah. if it's if it, if there's less of them, that's one thing. But it does sound like they weren't even in every county before, from the way it's worded. But I might be wrong so about you just that. Think about like say whatever county Atlanta's in. Atlanta's a pretty huge city. Yeah. Exactly. You live in the same county, but you don't live in Atlanta. It ain't easy to get in there. Mm-hmm. So I can see where that would be a annoyance. Exactly, I can imagine, especially in the, like you said, in a city like Atlanta. Damn, that's crazy. Well, there, there's a poll going around because they try to make this a racial thing. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, so a uh, poll, apparently, this is from um, this month, uh, 69% of black voters and 75% overall support voter ID laws. 
So the majority of people in this country, most likely, I mean, you know, polls can be skewed whatever way, but a 70 and 75, with those being so close, uh, I think that'd be pretty lucky uh, with your sample size, how you fell upon that. So uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the truth, but uh, I, I don't know why people wouldn't be for this. Like, I, I think it just makes everything more fair with how easy it is to have your hands on an ID. It just seems like one more verification check. And I just, I don't know where this, like, just huge group of black people without IDs is who are concerned at the same time with, like, being voting conscious. Like, I, I don't know. Like, wh who are these people? I feel like... Say, it, no, 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 go. no, go. You're right. Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's like, uh, we always say, it's a lot of minorities. Yeah. It's really mm. what it is. It's just the, the few people that are just louder than everyone else speaking out of their ass half the time. And the thing is, like, is it even that minority, though, in that sense, too? Or, or is it just another fucking thing using that minority to amplify what they... Well, no, you're saying I'm, there's I'm, less I'm, people, yeah, not... I'm saying, oh. yeah, I'm saying minorities as in, like, racial minorities. Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying... Like, no, I meant, like, minority, like, the minority, like, the number, like, you're saying, like, the small minority of people who aren't able to, like, are they, like, are they even truly... Like, if they don't have an ID, do you, like... See, I can't assume, though, but, like, are they consciously aware of, like, politically aware? You know, like... I don't know. I can't assume that. Maybe they it's are. It's a little bit of what I'm getting at. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, like... there's probably some people who are restricted financially from being able to get oh, their hands right. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But majority-wise, if you don't have an ID, like, the only signal that sends to me is you're almost like a non-participant in society. Like, what could you be doing without an ID? You need it for pretty much jobs. You need it for just about anything. I, I, like, you need it for just about anything you do but in life. Does it even cost anything? Like, I mean, I've, I've never had to go through the process, but... You don't have to have a license to get an ID. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You can get, like, a state ID. Yeah, you don't have to have a driver's license yeah. to get an ID. Mm -hmm. So, does that cost anything? I don't, I don't like, I'm I don't sure. know. I yeah, think I it's don't like, know. See, I, actually, you're right, because I don't know, because I begin my license. I don't even have a regular ID. And I, I know you have to get real IDs now recently because of mass. I think that's, like, 30 bucks. But even, like... My driver's license yeah. is, like, 25 from what honestly, I paid. Oh, so it could be cheaper I can almost guarantee you there's some government that help out there that if you can't pay for an mm -hmm. ID, they're going to give you an ID because you can't do anything without an ID. Mm -hmm. You can't buy liquor. You can't yeah. buy tobacco. You can't go into half the, uh, some places without an ID. And so you were bringing up the MLB and Coca-Cola, actually, at oh, one yeah. point. I uh, I don't know if that actually made it in here because I, I kind of cut that. Yeah. <laughs> I might have I cut that out. Uh, we, we, we revised some part of that conversation. But what you're saying is these corporations are... Uh, throwing their opinions out there and boycotting, saying they're not going to work with like the state of Georgia in general. Like they're they're going to take, uh, they're going to take themselves out of there and just protest the state because this is Jim Crow on steroids. They're agreeing with that line, but these companies really don't care about that. If these companies really cared about that, they could do what you're saying, the easy thing of campaigning to get IDs in the hands of people to make it happen. Because we're way closer to that than we are to anything else. So if you're working against, um having any kind of verification, you just want it so there's no verification. And what's the reason for that? Is it because that benefits you? Because it'd be way easier just to do a campaign to get IDs into the hands of anyone who wants them. It'd be super fucking cheap. And you could do that as Coca-Cola, the multinational corporation. But instead, they're like, this is horrible. We can't believe this would happen. Also, we do sell Coca-Cola in China, and they have a Uyghur, uh, Uyghur Muslim genocide going on, and we don't see anything wrong with that. That's normal. However, asking for ID, that's Jim Crow. That's Tom, slavery. Oh, uh, Tom, that's <laughs> cultural differences, okay? That's our friend said. You're right. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm being ignorant. Yeah. yeah. Specifically, on Coca-Cola, like, it's like I always say, it comes down to money. Right now, the East Coast, or the MOB, is not nearly as possible as the West Coast. I mean, you got... 
teams like San Diego, who's up, up and coming, and there's more and more people paying attention out there and paying attention to L.A. and all that stuff. That's why they're trying to move out west. They're just taking a season of opportunity, basically, in the end. I feel like also, too, if they're really about, like, because they're moving what the stadium, I think, to Denver, right? The All-Star game to Denver now. Because, like we were Probably. saying earlier, Atlanta is a very, like, a very strong black community. So you're going to basically fuck the community of those people now because you're moving what was bringing an influx of like economic wealth to the communities to... You know what I mean? Uh, other, to a I whole mean, other thing. That's how I'm looking at it. Exactly. It's like, yeah, no, I've that's how I'm looking at it with MLB not hosting the All-Star game because they're yeah. against their voters. Like, demographically, the yeah. people who would benefit from that, like the workers in that area from bringing that much, like, you know, draw, it would mostly ha- it would help more black people to have it in Georgia because, percentage-wise, there's just more black people there. So it would bring more money to black businesses, all these other things. But instead, to help black people, we're going to move it to Denver, which has a much smaller percentage of black. Yeah, like, exactly. yeah. Come on, like, as soon as you think of Denver, you think of stoners, fucking. Or, like, you know, you don't think of baseball is more more popular in the West right now. They're going where it's more popular. Season opportunity to make more money. Yeah, so. it, it was a no brainer for them. Exactly, mm-hmm. they were happy to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that they, so they they're like, money, we yeah, get to virtue money. signal yeah. and make money. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's what neoliberalism's all about. <laughs> Double standards, bitches. <laughs> Uh, speaking of virtue signaling, though, and doing nothing for it, uh, Donald Trump couldn't even virtue signal for a day. So, Coca-Cola, saying these nasty things. Nasty woman, nasty company. Uh, he's, uh, he's upset about Coca-Cola and says we should be boycotting it, but he couldn't hold out because you know that motherfucker is a coke addict. He got caught within a week of saying that they should boycott it. He got caught with a, a little Coca-Cola. It's right behind his phone. You can see it on his desk, right behind his phone. You zoom in, there's Coca-Cola bottle on his desk. He couldn't make it a week. <laughs> God damn it, man. Have the strength. I got this. Hey, real quick. Something like that, like Coca-Cola and Pepsi, those are probably the hardest products to boycott because they are everywhere. Yeah, seriously. Like, yeah, it, they, they own things that you don't even realize they own. Yes, yeah. like, I didn't even know Dasani was fucking Coca-Cola fucking owned. I was mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Exactly. Um, well, like, it, seven companies dry? own everything. Yeah. Huh? I was saying, like, seven companies own everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, fucking... Uh, what fucking network programming, fucking little TV programs. Like, there's only like seven. It's crazy, bro. It's like a li- like limited fucking competition. Mm-hmm. Watch out, bro. You advocate for this capitalism shit. Some people say that's our fault. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> He's like, I thought that's how we started this shit. No, nah, this is crony bullshit. It's fucking. It's it's not pure capitalism. This is garbage. Anyway, um, yeah. So I don't know. Hip- hypocrite shit. You can't be doing that. You can't be sipping the coke and. You gotta, you gotta boycott it or not. Like, but I know what you mean. Like, it's like, how far does the boycott go? It's like, yeah, screw Coca-Cola. They did that. I'll take a Pepsi. We only have Coke. I'll take a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it's Pepsi. I'll just say it's Pepsi. No one's gonna know. It's just in a McDonald's cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, alright, so, uh, we got the, uh, I don't, I don't know how to segue. Derek, uh, we're going into the Derek Schraub and George Floyd, uh, trial going on here. Yeah. We got a we got a little clip here. Um, so actually, let me oh shit. Let me get back because I don't want to play that. Let me get my notes here for that. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, first thing. All right. So I'm I'm just gonna be running through certain facts. And I'm gonna go back and forth between the different parts of this case because I've been I've been reviewing this day after day as much as I can. Um, and 
I'm going to go for what sounds like it's working for the prosecution and what sounds like it's working for the defense. First off, what we got on the prosecution side, we got a 15 to 1 uh, just stack of lawyers. Just There's 15 people on the prosecution right now, the people working for the state, uh, working to uh, send Derek Chauvin to jail for the uh, in-custody death of George Floyd. So 15 people are working on that, and that you just have people interchanging and going through. That's just a huge benefit, especially when you usually see at least more than one, but you only have one defending Derek Chauvin, which uh, I'm just going to preface with this. Like, I'm not a big Derek Chauvin fan. I don't think he's a great guy. I think what happens horrible, but I'm just going through to let you guys know what most likely will be the outcome of this case, because this is how a court is going to look at it. So um, first off, the knee. Looks horrible. He's got a knee on this guy's neck. Well, sort of. He's got a knee on this guy's back and shoulder blades specifically. This wasn't ever on his neck, which is often you hear reported. It was on his shoulder blades, or I'm not his shoulder blades, his, yeah, yeah, his shoulder blades and his spine. And um, while it looks like a horrible technique that you would never want to see happen to anybody, and most likely won't happen again because most police stations are getting rid of this technique just because of, um, I mean, really just the optics on it and it's, it's just not great. However, it is a good way to control somebody, especially when they're having um, excited delirium, which they believe is what George Floyd was going through, which is when uh, he had taken a large amount of both fentanyl and methamphetamine, three times enough of each to kill a person on its own. So each of those drugs. Now that also, because of that, when he takes those drugs, the fentanyl itself is counteracted by the methamphetamine, so it's showing no signs of a fentanyl overdose. It looks much different. The methamphetamine counteracts it. It's kind of a speedball effect. But um, that knee on his back, it's a way to control someone with excited delirium. And when I say it's a way to control somebody, it's a way that is taught to control someone by that police station specifically up until pretty much, I think, the month after this happened. That was in the book. They have pictures. Of, or I'm sorry, do you? Um, I just, just saw, um, I, I just saw this hours ago, actually, the, what? um, police chief actually testified that it's not part of their program even before this to do that. Now that was, uh, that was, uh, Zimmerman, correct? Was the name of the, uh, the guy I have that in here. Um, Richard Zimmerman. Yeah. Richard Zimmerman, I believe was the guy who said that. But the thing is, that is the main reason I'm saying this might result in a Chauvin getting arrested because that guy's testimony he said this isn't, but that's an outright lie because it was at the time. There's illustrations in their the literature where they're taught, and he's not an expert on the training that they receive. So while he says that, he's also not a guy who spent as much time as like a beat cop. He was promoted very quickly, mm -hmm. and he probably did not see what the day-to-day -day forces go through. And that was, in fact, there's illustrations of the uh, their training manuals and stuff at the time, and it's in there. So they had just changed it after the fact. He so if he did say that it was before the fact, that's an outright lie. But um, yeah, yeah, get get his uh, get his thing. But I do know that it was at the time that this happened. George Floyd was part of their training, which is messed up. I don't think it's good training. I'm just saying you have to take that into account. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. the way they're taught. Like, it's not like you're going to do something that you've been taught and do something completely different, like you know what's better. You're going to think that's the best. And yeah, exactly. It was what they've known what was best at the time. And now... We're not. I don't know if it was the best. I just know it was It was something they're told is okay and fine to do and actually yeah. recommended. Mm -hmm. But you were... Do you have something? Yeah. Or, oh, I thought you... 
Yeah. <laughs> just loading. <laughs> just, hey, that's how it is in the basement. <laughs> but yeah, that guy, uh, Richard Zimmerman, during his testimony, completely threw uh, Derek Chauvin under the bus and said, this is, this is not our training. This isn't something we're taught to do. I've never heard of this. And he is... Um, what was he? Actually, we got it here. He is a police lieutenant. He's the head of their homicide division. Now, specifically, he says he doesn't see any reason. Um, he's part of the homicide division, so he's only seen a certain part of the body cam footage, and it was the part of the body cam footage he would need to declare if it was a homicide and stuff. But the body cam footage doesn't even show what the people are seeing. It's from the chest level. No. So there's an argument to be made he really doesn't even have a grasp of the situation from the body cam footage of what was actually going on. And when he says there's no reason that they would feel they're in danger, you see twice throughout the footage from what's available. There's several different angles of this nine-minute footage. Um, people have stepped up, like, several people were calling the officers, you know, bitch and all these other things and screaming at them and, uh, trying to push their way in. And one of the, it, twice, twice, um, the, uh, Asian officer who was right in the front, um, he pushed people back, like, twice of people who were trying to, like, intervene in the situation. Mm -hmm. So, there is some expectation that that's going on. And this is, this is specifically, this is the defense's argument, is that the crowd created so much chaos that the officers were not able to do their job. Yeah, so that, I don't know if I agree with that, well, but that's the argument I'm saying that, that they've made. Yeah, I also heard, because um, again, you were telling me on that podcast, like how, um, like they were saying how the defense is saying how how the ambulance weren't even able to do their job because they were scared of the mob, and they weren't didn't do resuscitation on Floyd. They had to wait until they were a few miles away from the scene because they were, but again, that's what yeah. defended, yeah, like you said. They call it a, uh, a uh, load and scoop. Essentially, it's 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 he like on the ground. They had already called for the ambulance and stuff. And uh, this is this is another thing though. I wanted to get into before we talk about the load and scoop and how that works. Yeah. The um there was an off duty firefighter who showed up and gave her testimony. She was off duty and she said that she was pleading with and this you can see this in the video. She's pleading with officers at a certain point to start performing C CPR because she can recognize that Floyd's in trouble. And uh, Derek Chauvin does not really have a good response to it. He tells her she do he doesn't care that she's an off-duty firefighter. He seems completely indifferent, from my opinion. But um, that's also contrasted with later on. He, he does, as soon as the ambulance is anywhere close, helps them get them in there. He's instructing everybody to perform CPR right away. And there are there's an argument to be made. He doesn't know what's going on. He's on the busiest street in the entire city. And there's people surrounding him, screaming at him, a bunch of different things while he, he's taking control of the situation and people have been given such limited sights like if you're getting mad right now just realize if you haven't watched like two hours worth of footage you haven't seen all the different angles and all the different perspectives on this there's a lot to take into account mm -hmm. it was a chaotic scene and um I, I i really don't know like 
I I personally, the only reason, the only the only benefit I see in this guy getting off because it seems like it was by the book. Sadly, the book's written poorly. Mm-hmm. It seems like it was by the book for uh, Minneapolis. And I'd like the book to be changed faster because if George Floyd's just thrown it, or not George Floyd, um, Derek Chauvin, if he's thrown under the table, this isn't really a reflection on what needs to change in the system. That means there was one bad guy, he did a bad thing, and the system's perfect. Mm. But that knee-on-the-neck technique was something that was available to them just a few months ago. Whether they covered up now doesn't really change the fact that that's, that's an issue, that there's many police stations out there that have, uh, I don't know, just outdated techniques mm-hmm. or whatever. And then there's also arguments this is a better technique because uh, the term blood choke's been thrown around, which sounds, like, deadly, but it's better than an air choke. That's A blood choke is, like, blocking the carotid arteries and stuff, uh, which will make you pass out. Just quicker than yeah. you would the air. Oh, okay. it, it deprives oxygen to the brain by stopping the blood. Okay. But choking but something. Less dangerous yeah. for long-term effects as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So even then there's an argument that this is, this is something that they use to protect people. But, uh... Not the, not the homicide detective. And mainly the argument with that homicide detective, what he's taking, is we don't do it that long. At a certain point, you should have woken up and realized it was bad. Hey, I think that's fair because it looks fucked up. Mm. But you weren't there. You didn't see the situation. And there's many arguments to be made that this is standard procedure, as gross as it is. Mm. So. Yeah, and like you said, <clears throat> it's just hopefully something we look at as just a society of, like, maybe we can look deeper into the system and what can be changed and just better, you know? And, so what I found was what, what the um, police chief actually said wasn't that they didn't teach him this, because what is that they didn't teach him to do the technique the way that he did it. That's how like they literally have a picture of him. So because like. the, what they are explaining is the knee to the neck technique, which they, they say they're overemphasizing the neck part when it really wasn't. The yeah. Neck. But he still did kind of pin him. It could have been too high on the back, whatever, and closer to the neck. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see the up close fi- uh, footage nearly as much as you did. Oh. But what he's basically saying is like the way he did it wasn't the way that they taught. Well, the way that they teach is, and he says it in there. We, we when we played the clip, that, like you're supposed to account for a lot of different things. And he says at a certain point he should have known to get off at the point where uh, George Floyd stopped struggling. That was the end of the technique. And at that point, he was fucking up. Because once George George Floyd stopped struggling, he should have been uh, administering care, um, checking if he was doing all right. Like, when he had him in that hold, at one point he did take his pulse, which was to acknowledge that he wasn't cutting off the blood flow or anything. Like, his pulse was normal, and he, he wasn't affecting that, and he didn't move his knee from there. Now, George Floyd, after that, had a heart attack due to his drug overdose. And at that point, he, he stopped, um, I mean, he stops breathing. So, while the guy had already checked his pulse, he's like, I didn't move, what could go wrong? He's not showing signs of fentanyl overdose. It's hard to say. Additionally, he had already called an ambulance, and the ambulance was coming, knowing that the ambulance had ketamine, which, that's the standard go-to when somebody's acting like this. You hit him with the ketamine jab, and it protects not only them, but everybody else around them, the officers and any bystanders and stuff. It just, uh, tranquil- it's a tranquilizer. That's what it does. It relaxes you. So, I mean, these these are all kind of fall into the standard practice and unless something completely crazy goes on the firefighter was their only good uh witness and she got an argument with the judge like she just yeah she just kind of fucked up that like just just lost her temper it was i don't know that i I fucking geez poor prosecution with that one that was like your go-to and then this other guy that you were just talking about um 
He was their only other option. But um, there's many arguments to be made that he's he's not as in, in touch with what their training is and that he might have actually said some false things on the stand or at least misleading things that in the next couple of days is going to be hammered on. Especially, this is one of the ways you know it's going poorly for the prosecution. One of their witnesses did such a bad job that the defense said, we want him on the next day so we can question him further. Yeah, (laughs) because he basically like fucking was making arguments for the defense and they're like, we'd like to get him back. We we think we'd like to make it a little more detailed and find out exactly why he's arguing for us. They're just like petting. You're like, oh, yes, yes, good, good. (laughs) Keep going. But really, I think it's more important for Chauvin to get off and for us to reflect that this is something that is normal within policing right now like leaving your knee on the neck of a guy for that long is something that could be found acceptable in a court of law and uh let's do something about that because that's fucked up mm. i don't know that's where i'm at it's just i again it's just like if you haven't said like you know what i mean me i'm still i'm completely ignorant of the whole case okay because i again i have not sat down and watched every single angle of the video i don't know what like but I can imagine, especially as, like, a police officer in ambulance, like, the stress and, like, pressure you're going under with all these, like, the big, like you said, the biggest, biggest, the uh, most populated street in the whole city, people just screaming and yelling at you, you don't even know, like, I understand you do, are trained in that situation, especially, especially when it comes to, you, should, you are supposed to be trained in, like, high-stress situations and learn how to control it, mm-hmm. but... You also have to think, Floyd was also fighting against the cops, too, and they had, like, and this is a man that's six foot, like... Three two hundred something pounds, and the and Coffin was literally the biggest guy there. He was only like five nine, like he's shorter than me. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty. Like he's only one forty. Like so, I feel like. Oh yeah, he's small. Like because I know people like say like the excessive strength, like putting him on the ground and stuff. Like well, if he's fighting back, like. Kind of Especially when you're doing stuff know. that's Again. illustrated in your manual. I mean, the process to get to where he, they got to, yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with that personally. Mm-hmm. An officer's got to do what an officer has to do to take control of the situation. Mm-hmm. The excessiveness is what the problem is mm-hmm. in the end. You know, though, I just, I just fall back on, I mean, why is George Floyd overdosing? George yeah. Floyd's overdosing because it's illegal to have the drugs that he has on him right there. He wouldn't have to have popped those drugs. If they were completely legal. I mean, in fact, he wouldn't be selling drugs if they were completely legal. Walmart would be. That wouldn't be an option for him to have to... They, they wouldn't be forced into a black market where people have to do these things. If we if we legalized drugs, it would solve almost every single one of these. Breonna Taylor, drug-related. Um, what else has happened? Uh, hell, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch... Uh, a good majority of these uh, racially defined shootings, half the time, it's usually... There's there's drug relation in it, and I'm not saying like that's just like, you know, minority drug use. It's just minorities are disenfranchised, so they make some extra money by doing something that's useful, to like you know selling drugs is lucrative, and uh, there's a low barrier to entry, especially if you uh, don't have many other prospects. So you know it makes sense that it's going on in the communities. But uh, yeah, no, fix that, make drugs legalized, and I think that solves this problem like right away. But y'all ain't ready for that. Because drugs, legalized drugs, uh, I think it could go over the top to some. Extent. Have you seen what's going on in Portugal? Yes. It's been quite a many years they've had all the drugs legalized. It's but they consider they it's it's not legalized as in <coughs> it's perfectly okay to do drugs. They consider drug addicts be a illness rather than an addiction. That's why it's worked out for them. If you just say legalize drugs and anyone can do drugs and do what they want, 
You got to but isn't that what they did though? They, no. uh, you don't even get criminalized for selling drugs. Over you don't there, get do you? criminalized. But if the, if you get caught if you get caught doing drugs on an excessive basis, you're put into a hospital. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm fine with that actually. Like trying like, to get people help exactly. forcibly. If yeah. you do a, like that, then by all means, mm-hmm. yes. There's gotta there's gotta be some limitation on that. Like there should be like. And it's sad that, like, some people don't have support systems at all and can work their way into that. But at, at a certain point, I think it needs to be, like, a family member steps in and says something. Or, like, there needs to be, like, some level of, like, outside concern. Like, or I don't, I don't too, know. Or like, what, um, uh, I think it was Vancouver where uh, you saw this, that Probably. they have using areas. Yeah. Where you want to use, they're not going to criminalize you, but there's specific areas to use. And that way, if you overdose or something happens, they can you find can take you. care of you right away. Yeah. I, I think that's the best idea. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. But we wouldn't have to spend so much money on policing, and we could afford these things if we didn't have it in the current state it is. It's just right now, they make more money off finding people and just putting them in cages for however many amount of years. They, there's way more money to be made in that than there is on helping these people. So, yeah, I'd like to go more towards the Portugal way. Just... I don't think George Floyd would have happened if we had that. No. That's it. I wish yeah. there was more, like, like you said, because instead of... Yo, because it it should it should be a good incentive for like the cities or towns to like go like how Oregon now just decriminalize everything and like how, like this Portugal like financing like your recovery like it, it should, wouldn't you want your community of people to be that you know what I mean this is your country's people or your state's people wouldn't you want to make put investments in your prolonged future as a state because you know what I mean in the long yeah. run it's only gonna better you know it's gonna take time you know what I mean it's not gonna not every single drug addict is gonna fucking want like. You know what I mean? It's going to be, like... It's also, def- yeah, like, definitely, a, like, a rough few months or years, you know what I mean? But, like, in the long term, like, people are going to want, like, more normalizing to want to be more open to want to talk about addiction and stuff like that and drugs. So, you know what I mean? Because it's so much more in the open and not criminalized. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's more of a health concern. Like, hey, like, you just need help. That's You know what I mean? But I don't look at you as, like, a fucking lower being. You're, you're just a human with a problem. You just care about your actual... Yeah help yeah, exactly you want people to live and then have good you know what i mean and in turn makes good families makes good economies good, you know what i mean it's just all in turn just helps your community all around you know what i mean and yeah it's like simply just cleaning up your front lawn you know you just it just makes a difference slowly but sure it's, 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 it's a small move but like it's a small it's a small like well it's not a small it's, well, see that's a completely two different things but small progressions to do lead to bigger things you know what i mean it, it's a step towards something so Step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. One sec. We're going to check something right here on the uh, soundboard, and we'll be right back. Wow. Talking about decriminalization, something that should be fucking criminalized is not having audio that sounds that shitty or having audio that sounds that shitty. That should be criminalized. Jesus Christ, 49 minutes. I am really sorry. We're back. We're live. (laughs) This fucking board just really, really every once in a while just decides to leave me high and fucking dry because you know what we sound clear as day over the fucking board like what's coming in our headphones clear as day didn't check the audio recording waveforms poor we're back man it feels good to actually be heard now (laughs) yeah he's like wow such a difference we're gonna have to leave that though i mean geez that's like i mean i think it was one of our better episodes in content i'm sorry Mm. it's like the worst fucking audio experience but you know what that's where we're at it's gonna be the most downloaded ever let's just keep moving forward yep all right what else we got I know I saw. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Go oh, go. Uh, no, you well, start off because I was gonna say the cryptocurrency thing with the New Hampshire. Bro. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Do that with the. the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. You do. You lead. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, fucking. Um, we got right now. We got. 
Uh, oh, so on 60 Minutes, Governor DeSantis uh, of Florida, he he was. They did a 60 Minutes piece on him. Have you seen this one? I see you smiling. <laughs> anything with Governor DeSantis, I smile because yeah. it's just you like anything's out. No, it's outlandish. Everything yeah. about him. A lot of the things they make up, I know they really want to tear this guy down because, I mean, he was kind of the antithesis to the Cuomo and what he was doing in uh, New York. And, boy, is this guy just showed him up at every turn. They, they call it laissez-faire what he's done in Florida, you know, really just leaving things open, leaving people to make their own decisions. Oh, how crazy is that? Well, it also turns out that it had the better results. So uh, tough luck, tough luck, Cuomo. But, uh, yeah, here's a little clip we got here on um, – well, they're trying to smear him now. They're trying to make it look in any way they can that it was worse. Uh, what was worse was going on in Florida, but they tried to say on 60 Minutes that he. Um, they were trying to. They were trying to skew the death numbers to make it look like he was covering up what had happened. And they also tried to do this other thing where they said he it was he got paid by Publix to offer his uh, Publix is a grocery store in Florida. He got paid money by them because they donated to his campaign to uh, distribute the vaccine in their grocery stores. But the reality was that CVS and Walgreens got everything first, and with it not getting out to people fast enough, he added Publix onto the thing. And Publix did a decent job, actually, better. It looks like they dispersed more of the vaccine than CVS and Walgreens was doing because, I mean, they're dealing with it nationally. I think uh, Publix is Publix is more regional. So, I don't know. They were just able to get it out there faster. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I guess he's an asshole for that. They say he's getting paid off to, you know, distribute the vaccine that they want distributed. But here, here's a clip. Could to keep Florida open and is now getting a second look. So what are the facts? By the way, sorry about the clips for earlier on. Those are gonna be fucked up by. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Okay, I'm gonna do my best putting this show back together. I'm gonna I'm gonna piece this Franken fucking show together. Jeff Zeleny is out front. If you look at what's happening in South Florida right now, I mean this place is booming. It would not be booming if it was shut down. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is standing unabashedly tall. Los Angeles isn't booming. New York City's not booming. It's booming here because you can live like a human being. A year after the pandemic began, Florida is not only back in business, it's been in business. And the governor's gamble to take a laissez-faire approach to coronavirus appears to be paying off, at least politically, at least for now. Florida ranks about in the middle of all states. The looming possibility of failure. (laughs) It's it's coming. We're waiting. COVID-19 and the state's per capita death rate ranks 24th. New York is far worse, and California only slightly better, despite stringent lockdowns. While so many other states kept locking people down over these many months, Florida lifted people up. DeSantis is standing out among governors on the front lines of the coronavirus fight, a new measure for politicians of all stripes. He is not facing a potential recall like California Governor Gavin Newsom, under investigation like New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, or being second-guessed for lifting a statewide mask mandate like Texas Governor Greg Abbott. DeSantis refused to implement one of those in the first place. And Florida's unemployment rate is 4.8%, compared to 68 in Texas, 8.8 in New York, and 9 in California. When he went into office, I wasn't sure what was to expect, but he didn't do anything to hurt me as a business owner or me as a Floridian. So, fine with me. All right, this clip's pretty long. Okay, uh, yeah, I didn't expect it to go on that long. But yeah, he, um, yeah, he didn't shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're trying to, they're trying to screw him every single which way. But um, I don't. He did the right thing. I mean, of the few places that never shut down, 
I think the results are actually pretty well in their favor. Mm-hmm. That in the long run, they ended up, if not better, relatively same as everyone else. And the key is relatively the same because mm-hmm. it would be obviously better if it was doing anything, and it's not. In every single city that you can look at, lockdowns have been, like you said, either the same or worse. There's been a slight indication of them being worse, and that would make sense because by any measure, it seems like the best way to get this stuff is being locked in your home with a bunch of other people who possibly have it, so spending all day at home. Uh, you guys uh, you guys get it? Did you get uh, it? No. Well, you didn't get it? Not that I know. So my fiance got it. I spent. I live in the same house as her. Didn't get it ever? I never got it ever. So that leads me to believe that I probably had it at some point. And I had I had two people that were in the house when I got it. I got it uh, a while ago. My uh, girlfriend did get it at the same exact time. But uh, no, the two other people in the house didn't get it. And um, we had been right around each other like quite a bit. Like there's mm-hmm. four people that live in the house I'm in. So I sleep in the same bed as her. I, I, that makes me believe that. I, I either I somehow have really good immunity, which I know I don't, or I had it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know, man. Especially with your like career, you know what I mean. You, you know what I mean. Like your immune immunity could be stronger than a lot more people. You know what I mean. And the majority I, I, of people I'm, still don't really? show symptoms. Uh-huh. I've had Lyme disease, mono, uh, vitamin D deficiency. My mm-hmm. immune system shot. Oh shit! Well, Damn. Do you take a multivitamins or anything like that? Like uh, vitamin... immunity boosters. And oh yeah, shit like that. D yeah. Boosters. Oh well. Hey, that's the thing that we should have been promoting though during, during this whole thing is fucking ways to promote your health, like make you healthy. You know what I mean? I feel like it's just such like a fear, like like a fear. Based. Like, I understand because in the beginning we didn't know much about this whole thing and, like, what was to come of it. But it's just, like, you know what I mean? Like, look at the statistics. Like, especially look at, especially Cuomo in Florida. Fucking Cuomo with these strict lockdowns was way worse. Like, more people died in fucking, like, elderly died in his care than fucking Floridians where a bunch of people pretty go to retire in Florida, I'm pretty sure, right? Well, they have pretty a huge, they have a huge sure. elderly population. Yeah. It, it's almost, like, comedic because, like, going from <laughs> what you're saying, like, promote the, uh, the, yeah, yeah. the health benefit of it. Oh. You know Tom Brady, obviously. Oh, yeah. Right when this <laughs> happened, it, I, I laugh at it, but you know what? The man's a freaking pinnacle of health. Oh, oh, 100%. Oh. He promoted like all these things like, oh, do this and it'll help you prevent getting coronavirus. Do that. Do this. The man ain't sick. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's one fucking six fucking... Tom Brady. T- Tom Brady? Oh, he, he's been posting stuff on how to not get coronavirus? Oh, when the coronavirus first came out, he like... Posted tons of stuff to help boost your immunity and stuff like because you know the TB12 method and all that yeah. stuff. It's a freaking fitness freak. Yeah. And he, he originally he came out with a bunch of stuff and you know what? The man ain't got it. The man hasn't got it, and he's the pinnacle of health. Yeah, but the man steals his his youth through his son. He, he sucks as the boy's soul. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he goes for the kiss, he steals his fucking I mean, soul. over the past twenty years, he only looks younger. Yo, you're he's stealing the youth <laughs> of his child. <laughs> Shit. He's <laughs> like now I have to rethink all this. Well, uh, another thing we uh, we haven't talked about. Have we talked about the vaccine passports yet on this show? Um, I don't think I, so. I think we, no. yeah. Well, no, with, this yeah. is fairly new. But, uh, yeah. I you mean, got it, something? It, well, it kind of goes, to me, it goes along with all the other shit that they're going along with the passports. How, you know, you need that gold star to go into any state building. Oh, yeah, we talked like about, that. yeah, I don't know why. Like. So, uh, I think it's wrong because you don't need a flu vaccine mm-hmm. to go to uh, fly around and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at the same time. I don't know. These people are the freaking microchips and stuff like that for the vaccine. I think they're over top. Just if, if you need to get oh, it, yeah. just get it. 
Oh, no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way. And I, I, that's actually one of the things I want to separate. Being anti-vax passport and being anti-vax are not the same thing at all. Mm -hmm. The difference is uh, the ability for a person to choose whether or not they want a vaccine. With the vaccine passports, it essentially makes a marker for an underclass to not be able to argue they haven't had it. And they just have to get it. Like, it's comply or die. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll not, you won't be able to fly. You won't be able to do anything that you want if you don't do what the government is compelling you to do. I just see a problem with that. I think just, I mean, because just for religious reasons, there's many people who don't take vaccines. Do they just mm -hmm. never get to do anything again? That's it? Yeah. That's it? Like, it's it, comply or die. Like, the only I thing I would know. say is, I wonder, I, I haven't looked into this enough. Have other countries done anything to remotely like this? Well, I don't. Uh, because, no, this like, is all new. Yeah. Because if... if other countries do it. I believe UK, no? You well, China. Of... China obviously does it. Um, I don't I don't know if the UK is doing it. A lot of places are trying to implement it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, if, if they do implement it worldwide, then you know what? It's going to be a thing that you just have to do. Yeah. No. Resist at all costs. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's... I think it was be a lot of pushback before initially. I oh yeah, especially there, in America anyway. Exactly. There should be pushback. Well, yeah. What you got to understand is that this, this is racist. Because... Well, no. How how do you expect underprivileged minorities to get their access to these vaccine passports? They can't get IDs, dude. Oh shit! I forgot about that. No, they have oh, no. This this is a racist law, is what it is. And I, for one, just don't stand for that kind of shit. So, so COVID nineteen technically is like a passports racist. COVID nineteen is racist, is what I'm saying. So. <laughs> Is it the, so it is the Chinese virus. So it is the Chinese. Wait, no, we're... now you're a racist. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I take it back. I take it back. Dude, oh, I, I, I'm honestly, me, um, like like you were saying earlier, Soares, why the fuck if, and especially with the CD, like last year, like the CDC posted, like, dude, 6% of people that have died of COVID-19 actually died of COVID-19. The other 94%, died of multiple like other complications along with it oh yeah when when the first thing came out you had a heart attack but it so happened to have happened with the time of covid and you may have caught covid while in the hospital you died of covid mm. i just want to be clear though the majority of people who are getting this yeah. and dying from it are elderly people and you don't really make it past 80 without having an underlying condition. Like, you just, that's just being old is an underlying condition. <laughs> just being like, old. Isn't the a death so, average of 97 years old, right? She yeah. made it. Well, she never got it, but she well, somehow got the, uh, she got the vaccine and everything. But she's at 97 years old. I yeah. guess you could say online condition. She has diabetes, but what old person doesn't have diabetes? Well, she got the vaccine, though, so she's good. Yeah. But uh, both my grandparents, they got it, and they both survived it. Uh, my uh, my grandmother, though, and this is where I get into the um, underlying conditions being counted. Or uh, not underlying, uh, but um, the comorbidity, the uh, other options. She had it, and she was so weak afterwards, she fell down the stairs. She easily could have died from falling down the stairs. And the thing is, I understand, she would not have died for not having COVID. She was so weak for months after that she fell down the stairs of her house. That's never happened. That had to do with being hospitalized for a solid two weeks. Like, they weren't better by then. Mm -hmm. And we know people like, uh, what's that guy, Mike or whatever? Mike yeah, got Mike, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. How old's he? Uh, 25, but... Yeah, he, he all fucked he up. He has asthma, and, well, he has bad asthma, and it just, like, you yeah. know, it's respiratory disease, bad asthma, boom. Any underlying conditions, though. Mm -hmm. It gets a lot more complicated. It's not just old people. It's not just everybody. It's it's all over the place. This thing is, this thing is wacky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You just have to, like, especially... I'm more of, like, you know what I mean? You have your individual 
responsibility as a family member to know, like, hey, you know, like me, like, my dad has fucking, he's a high-risk person. Now, if he were to die of COVID because he has super high blood pressure, he's had two strokes, he's, which I'm surprised he's even fucking still worried. Dude, like, he, that motherfucker has an angel watch over him, dude. He's had a brain aneurysm before. Like, he's almost died so many times because of his blood pressure. So, like, that's something to, like, to worry about. Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's just, you have to, as an individual, you know what's best for your family. Well, that's you, why, you know what I mean? Like, you have to make sure, like, you're taking the steps, like, but hell no. Yeah, again, you know what's best for your family. That's all I'm going to say. That's like we're going back to what uh, Dos Santos did. You take care of yourself, which I'm a very big believer where the individual should look out for themselves. I shouldn't have to look out for you. You should look out for yourself. Yeah. That's where I think what he did wasn't wrong. You know, if you're at risk, take care of yourself. If you're not, do what you want to do. And it seems to have had even results with the places that thought they should get involved with how you run your life. So... Mm. I'm always going to lead towards more freedom, and if, especially if it has the same results, then your tyranny has no excuse. Exactly. Tell you what, here's some new tyranny. Um, this is from my buddy. Uh, he's not my buddy. I'd like him to be my buddy. I don't know. Reed Coverdale. He's really good. Check him out. Uh, he's got a he's got a podcast somewhere. But Reed Coverdale fucking posted this uh, clip. Probably a bunch of other people have too. But they're talking about these. Uh, you have to get your vaccine, and boy, would it be terrible if you didn't before we opened up. Watch out. They're going to they're gonna go ahead and dangle freedom in front of you. They're going to dangle it. And you might get it back if you comply and get that vaccine. Let's hear what they have to say. It's clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. Wow. So don't go out and enjoy your freedoms anyway wow. until you get your vac. Like you, Joe Biden really has a hammer on you. Have to get your vaccine before you go have fun because if you just go have fun, you might find out you don't need the vaccine. Oh, <laughs> herd mentality? No, that, well, I mean herd mentality is what they. Or no, herd, uh, herd, herd, immunity. Herd, herd immunity. Herd mentality. Freedom. Go. Believe me, go. someone's making a joke right now <laughs> yeah. about these non-vaccine believers and their herd mentality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean yeah. that's literally saying. Hey, if you want to go have fun, get your vaccine. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. Like, well, we like, and again, it's something that is like a, it's a stronger flu. You, you know, we haven't stopped fucking traveling. We haven't shut down our country over a, a fucking common cold. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, is going, like going back to passports. I don't think it's necessary to do, especially when it comes to a medical thing. Like that's more like infringing on your privacy and shit like that. Cause like now nah, it's, listen, if there's an issue with having your free, having to have an ID to vote, yeah. you should not have to have your COVID shot to get a passport. Yeah. Or just exactly. Or any freedoms. You know what I mean? The well, fuck? This like, is, just like, what? This is separate than like a regular passport. I'll just say yeah. that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's about, I mean, you're pretty much going to need them both for the same thing just mm-hmm. to move around. But it's, uh, I'm saying it's not tied to the regular passport, but. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll just buy. I'll just buy my fake fucking COVID vaccine pass. I mean, oh, seriously. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just going to be a great black market. I think we should start it. I can yep. tell. No, no. No, no, we're no, not going to No, we're not We won't start. do that. We won't do anything. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Dude, but it's a, but it will open. You know what I mean? It's just like if that really does become a thing, it's just gonna open another black market. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I if there's too much controversy to try to do something like that. Yeah, that that that'll that'll get hammered. Because now you're gonna be in print and in, in, in uh, whatever the words going on people's rights and shit like yeah. that. But I mean, it might be something we have to worry about being in this state because it does seem like it's gonna be state by state, and uh, I wouldn't put it past Massachusetts. Cali- like if there's any two states to do it, it's Massachusetts. And it's California and possibly Washington. I'm moving. Oregon. I don't know. Coastal elites is... <laughs> yeah. But, the uh, ones that tell you uh, worry about climate change but buy home fucking beach property, huh? Yeah, but <laughs> home from uh, beach is, property. The state, state does that. How, how's that going to affect the economy-wise? I mean, if you're a state that says you have to have this in order to travel out of the state and in the state, but another person from a different state doesn't have it, you're losing their business. Well, the best we could hope for is division, and it sounds like it's moving in that direction. <laughs> yeah, because I remember we talked about that before, like separate economies in the country. Like, that's like I mean, we basically have it. You, yeah. you, buy, you buy a house down south for a quarter of the price where you buy a house up here. True. Yeah. True. Well, I mean, my not like that. I meant like um, almost like political economies. Like almost like these like these people only sell to these kind of people. Like only, I'll only sell to you if you fucking support these type of, like my uh, poli- you. you know what I mean? But you're right. Yeah. Almost uh, like uh, economic segregation, basically. Yeah. It's like yeah. what the fuck? Like, but why? It, it's it's just weird though because it's just like more of like a party. Men- it's just more of a team mentality at that point because it's like you're like you said you're just cutting off your own economic like growth at that point, cutting off customer bases and stuff just because of a political view. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's why I try not to talk about, like, political views when it comes to, like, sh- like especially when it comes to businesses. When they start saying political views, that's when you just fuck up, you fuck yourself. Like, when you try to lean yourself to, like, a political yeah. view. Yeah, like, when you're, uh... Keep yourself, in, like... When you call voter law Jim Crow and then yeah. you call it genocide, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fine. Yeah, exactly, Coca-Cola. Cool, cool. <sighs> I, well, I was talking about Pepsi. Yeah, maybe I wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> all of them. How about all of them? Every single fucking corporation. Every corporation's <laughs> a piece of shit. They all respect the fucking Uyghur concentrations. So, uh, I don't have a segue, but have you heard about uh, Representative Matt Gates? His little controversy? He's getting accused of uh, <laughs> human trafficking. Oh, I think well, we did talk about... I did, did, did we? we talk about... No. Well, we didn't talk... Like, I... Well, all right, so here's the story. Uh, Representative Matt Gates. he is uh, getting accused of human trafficking. According to him, he's being extorted. He says someone from the Department of Justice, specifically a man named David McGee, said $25 million and we'll make this go away, but uh, we seem to have some evidence that you have been traveling around with a 17-year-old girl, possibly for sex. And uh, Matt Gates has been getting out in front of this and saying he's being extorted. Um Sounds like extortion uh, from his side, but uh, what's the real story? I don't know. As my my normal take is, we've gone over several of these things because they seem to happen at least twice a year. Um, I don't ever believe uh, the sexual allegations off jump when it's going after a political agent because I know all these guys are sick little pervs, so I should. But um, it's there's the always thing to attack them for. Yeah, it's an easy thing mm-hmm. to attack people exactly. for. I mean, the entire, like, real worrisome thing behind Epstein was not as much that all these people are doing things with kids. It was as much as, oh, it looks like Epstein is holding this over people for political means. That that was the real worrisome thing, is the leverage that it offers. But uh, Matt Gates was, um, yeah, he's, he's being tied up with another guy named uh, Joel Greensburg, which Joel Greensburg was spending a shit ton of money um, taxpayer money. He was he was the uh, what was he? He was the tax. Uh, what was his official title? Tax fuckboy. Uh, honestly, is 
David McGee a person? I need to know that because if I were to yeah. make up any name, I'd, that'd definitely be a name I'd make up right well, now. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. I, I don't know. It probably is someone at the DOG. I would assume he's got something to follow up on because uh, it's a very specific story he tells that'll be easily verifiably false if not for how many details he's given. But that's the kind of issue with Matt Gates' story is it he does an appearance on Tucker Carlson and it's just it's just odd. He just... I don't know. He <laughs> kind of just drops it like uh, this guy, um, David McGee. Yeah, it just it just feels uh, it feels weird. I don't know. It's like there's a weird air about it. And I think even Tucker himself referred to it as uh, one of the strangest interviews he's ever done. Really? <laughs> yeah, there's just something feels off. So I don't, I don't know if this Matt Gates guy is guilty. My immediate thing, if there's leverage to be had, I don't believe it initially because more often than not, this is just like they throw these things out to fucking harm people and just yeah. Yeah. Just to make money. Yeah. Well, in the end, something. if there's leverage to be had, they wouldn't throw out their leverage. Yeah. And make it public. Yeah. They'd keep their leverage and get the guy to do whatever the hell exactly. they want. Exactly. Not have it. Yeah. Well, this guy is in trouble though. This uh Joel Greenberg and he um he was the he was a tax collector in Florida and he was uh he was using money to uh, like he was using money or he was trying to make a program where people could pay their taxes in cryptocurrency but while he was doing that he made it so there was a bunch of unaccounted cryptocurrency and he was buying a bunch of random shit on this and he's accused of even like human trafficking using this money for so i don't know he tried to make a bunch of untrackable money and i don't know it's kind of sketchy he is in court uh for that currently matt gates is getting tied up into that which if that's the case then because I, I did hear about the other guy with the cryptocurrencies. You know about this guy? Yeah. You, do you have any more information on it? That was very that, surface that, level. For, basically, yeah. that's all I've looked into it. Yeah. Is the surface level I uh, originally heard. But, I mean, that is a pretty serious case because you're basically uh, embezzlement mm-hmm. in the end. It's kind of what it uh, comes down to. Mm-hmm. Just crypto. Speaking about more crypto uh, news, so... Yeah. Uh, so, actually... I think it was on March 16th when I was looking at this article. So on March 16th, the FBI raided a few homes in New Hampshire. Six people were arrested. And among these six people was actually someone we've talked about before. It was the Satanist uh, sheriff that ran for... Aria DiMezio or something? Yeah, Aria DiMezio, sheriff, (laughs) the Cheshire County Sheriff, 2020. She's one of them along with... Andrew and Renee Spinella, Colin Colin Fordham, Ian Freen, and nobody. Oh yeah, nobody That's being a, a uh, an online moniker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it, known as nobody online. Yeah. So I, I actually so his name he's formerly known as Richard Paul, that person named nobody. But these six people are being uh, federally charged with uh, running a virtual currency exchange business, an illegal virtual currency exchange business since 2016, embezzling up to $10 million. And so what it is, is they, to get the funding for, like in the beginning of this thing, they went to like, you know, basically banks and said they were a church like group. Oh. Yeah. So they kind of just basically said they like, yeah, we're a church group, but then they used the fundings to like put into crypto and so they yeah. were gathering why, charity money and then putting it into crypto and then trying to diffuse it through there so that they could spend money that they were claiming was for a charity mm-hmm. on other things. Yeah, and now also like they even had like um like I guess like the banks would even ask them like financial questions like what they were doing and they would try like avo- avoid like you know what I mean answering the question because you know what I mean yeah. they're doing all and then they even like 
So basically, what they're going for, like, see, I'm going off this little thing, but yeah, they're getting charged with uh, wiring, uh, some other having a not having a license to work with. Uh, financially legal cryptocurrencies stuff like that so it's basically just an embezzlement like money laundering and shit like that that's well i would think what it sounds like what they're being like accused of is these false claims like if they're trying if they're telling yeah. people that it's being donated to a charity and then yeah. they're spending it on personal financing or whatever they were laundering the bitcoin into yeah that's that's where the issue comes from they're, they're tricking people so. i didn't know that anyone in new hampshire smart enough to try to handle that kind of stuff yeah, man, there's a lot of good things going on. The yeah, they're part. Let me find the group because the, these some of these people are from a group. It wasn't from the Free State Project. It was like another. I thought you said it was. No, no the one. No, there was a few people from it, but it was like there's another group like that. Well, a they part want to it. attribute it to that because the Free State Project is something that's so big they would love to attribute it to that to just defame it. But uh, there's too many people in that. You ever heard of the Crypto Church in New Hampshire? No, that's one of the that's one of the groups that like it's named. Well, that just sounds. That, that yeah. sounds like fraud. Yeah. That sounds like fraud. That, that sounds uh, like they like praised cryptocurrency. It, no, it just sounds like you're looking for a tax break. That's all I hear. They're like, right? we're the church of crypto, the church of I want my money free. Uh, yo, okay, so what it says is, according to the indictment, the co-conspirators engaged in substantial efforts to evade detection by avoiding answering financial institutions' questions about the nature of the business and tricking financial institutions into believing their unlawful virtual currency exchange business was instead a religious organization receiving charitable contributions. Yeah, so you yeah. can't do that. You can't go around and say we're collecting money for Jesus and then spend it on, I don't know, your next sheriff campaign. Yeah, next all <laughs> Yeah, but um, Jesus told me to. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I respect that. I respect <laughs> that. If Jesus told you to in the middle of a dream or on a piece of toast, fucking do it. <laughs> you know, though, I want to get I want to get back to that Matt's gate thing. I didn't uh, oh, yeah. I didn't finish up on that one. So um, yeah, uh, he's uh, he's saying he's being accused of a lot of different false things right now. But uh, I'll just play some of the interview for you. Uh, it's kind of weird. So a, cu- a couple of obvious questions that. Come to mind. And again, just to restate, this just happened. Don't have any other information beyond what we've already said and you have said. Um, who, first of all, who is this Department of Justice former employee who's trying to extort the money from you, you say? His name is David McGee. He was a top official in the leadership in the Northern District of Florida as a prosecutor. He currently works at the Beggs and Lane Law Firm. As a matter of fact, one of the recordings that was made at the FBI and Department of Justice request occurred at that law firm. And the money that was supposed to be paid today that would have shown even more evidence of David McGee's work in this extortion scheme, that was foiled by the New York Times story. And I believe that's why this, uh, this horrible it's information long. I'm speed it up and here. these terrible allegations have been used this evening. So you're, and, and I'll get to the investigation in a sec, but, but you're saying that David McGee was motivated by greed. He was trying to extort money from your family. That's his motivation, you're saying? I know that there was a demand for money in exchange for a commitment that he could make this investigation go away along with his co-conspirators. They even claim to have specific connections inside the Biden White House. Now, I don't know if that's true. They were promising that Joe Biden would pardon me. Obviously, I don't need a pardon. I'm not seeking a pardon. I've not done anything improper or wrong. But what I am troubled by uh, is the real motivation for all of this. You know, just tonight, Ted Lieu, a Democrat, is calling on me to be removed from the House Judiciary Committee. And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do. And so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family. And you know how it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful. But it did not happen. It is not true. And the fact that it is the basis of this attempt to extort my family tells a lot. And if the FBI and Department of Justice will release the tapes that they are in possession, of the American people will see what is really going on. 
you just referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. Um, and it, of course, it was, it was not to identify that person. Um, but but I, I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen. And you do see it a lot. Let's go back to the investigation. You, you say that it, was, uh, that it was or is underway. There was an investigation. What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation? Is that really not very clear from these news stories? Yeah, again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. I can say that actually you and I went to dinner about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she weird. was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, uh, that she could face trouble. And so I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me. Uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, and I'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt. I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly, but I, I would like to know who, so they're saying there is a 17-year-old girl who uh, you had a relationship with. Is that true? And who are they? Who is this girl? What are they talking about uh, in the New York Times? The person doesn't exist. I have not had a relationship with a 17-year-old. That is totally false. The allegation, as I read it in the New York Times, is that I've traveled with some 17-year-old in some relationship. That is false, and records will bear that out to be false. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that that's where he stands. Um, I I don't know. I, I I don't ever take these uh from the initial story. I don't ever try to develop an opinion. I let it uh build its way out. We'll always get it more information, and if it if it pans out, he's probably gonna get in trouble. But um, I mean, if there's truly any video video evidence that he is innocent, it's a video evidence. That's basically. Wait, you saying video evidence? Because he he mentioned that the FBI releases the tapes, whatever tapes they have. Uh, audio though. Uh, oh, I that, think he's talking what, about. I thought, I thought he was talking about. No, nah, he did say tapes. Yeah, so I kind of yeah. The so tapes of the phone calls. Um, but uh, even then, audio yeah. tapes. I mean, yeah, you can fudge audio tapes, but at the same time, proof is proof. Yeah, it is. Uh, none of it's come out yet, but he he does go on to say. Uh, actually, I don't know if I played that. Let me let me see. I think he goes on to say it. How how long has this investigation been going on? Do you know? I I don't know. When were you first informed of it? Uh, you know, a lot of people do know. It's been going on since. Uh, now it's open. Uh, he was, this is like two hours out though. Like people try to criticize this one a lot. This was, he, he like the information had only been out there for like an hour, but the investigation had been going on for months, like back to when Trump was still president. But again, I, I really saw this as a deeply troubling challenge for my family on March 16th when people were, you know, talking about a minor and that there were pictures of me with child prostitutes. Uh, that's obviously false. There will be no such pictures because there actually wasn't an accusation of him with child prostitutes. I, I don't know, but. No such thing happened. Um, but well, I guess actually uh, the accusation is that she, there's a 17 year old or something. I don't know. That, uh, so some people have said that they haven't accused him of that, but I guess a 17 year old would be the child in question. So never mind. There, there, yeah, there is accusations. Never mind. Really, on March 16th was when this got going from the extortion standpoint. So what what happens next? I mean, you, you can see there is this investigation. I guess a criminal investigation. I'm not quite sure where the sex trafficking part comes in. I don't. Again, for the fifth time, I don't really understand the story very well. But wh where does it go from here? I mean, you're, you've made an allegation against someone by name on the air and accused him of trying to extort millions of dollars from the family. What what happens tomorrow? Well, what was supposed to happen uh, was the transfer of this money that would have implicated the former colleague of these current DOJ officials. But that's obviously not going to happen tomorrow because the New York Times story was leaked in order to quell that investigative effort. So here's what needs to happen next: the FBI. The FBI and the Department of Justice must release the tapes that are in their possession, that were done at their direction. Those tapes will show that I am innocent and that the whole concept of sex charges against me was really just a way to try to bleed my family out of money and probably smear my name because I am a well-known, outspoken conservative. And I guess that's out of style in a lot of parts of the country right now. Yeah, so uh, essentially the, he thinks there's tapes that have previously been recorded of conversations between his father and the person extorting them discussing the money that will prove his innocence and his side of the story but um i was saying the weird part was uh where he's like tucker you know 
Um, we went out to dinner that one time. You saw that girl, and I'm, you know, she, you know, she was of age, and like that was all completely. And Tucker's like, "Yeah, I have no fucking idea what yeah, you're talking about." <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck?" He's saying, "He's like, all right." He's like, "He's like the mentally ill girl or something." He said that. No, no, no. He said, uh, "I don't think he said mentally ill." Oh, maybe um, he said the meal, the girl at the maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He said, he said him fucked. and Tucker went out to dinner or yeah. whatever, and that uh, there was some girl, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that that part was a little weird for me, but uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where this is gonna go. We'll see. You smoking Parmesan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just like, that's what Tucker Carlson asking. You smoking Parmesan? Goddamn! Yeah, like, I've never it's been out to dinner with you. Case, though, it's like, if what? they do actually have tapes of recordings, kind of cut and close. Yeah. Hey, this guy's trying to extort him. Yeah. There's no, uh, just just I don't, I don't know. Let this. This, this shouldn't affect that all how you view about the story. This is a side note. Just take this. But I just found out weird things about Matt Gates today. Um, this dude grew up in, uh, you know the movie The Truman Show? Oh, yeah, he grew movie. up in the house that Truman was in. in Shut show. the fuck up. Yeah, like they <laughs> bought the house that that was filmed, and he grew up inside Truman Show's house. That's just. That's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he is the Truman Show that it's based off of. Maybe, but uh, oh. other than that, what was the other one? Oh, his fiance's name is Lu- uh, Ginger Lucky. <laughs> what? Yeah, sounds like a stripper. Ginger yes. Lucky, stripper and a half, right there. And then, um, yeah, no, those were the two. Those were the two weird facts. But yeah, the, I, I don't know. I just I heard those two things. Ginger Lucky's whatever. That's just a funny name. But yeah. just Truman Show House. I'm like, what the fuck's going on in this guy's life? He just grows up in the house. Yeah, that's weird. I was just like, damn. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Also, I would say his language is very lawyery. He had several opportunities earlier on into that to be like, I never slept with a 17-year-old girl. But he instead chooses to be like, yeah, so, you know, we've all gone out to dinner with, you know, women. And, uh, I mean, I, you can check my flight records. No one's underage. And just like he's – he's, it seems like he's setting himself up to be like um, – the argument I'm saying – for where he's talking all lawyery is he setting himself up to be like I had no idea anybody that was with me was underage but like he's not denying that there was somebody there yeah. that he had sex with I wonder if yeah. it's a possibility that both stories are right yeah because I mean he very well could have been with someone underage and be getting, uh, getting extorted from it at the same time yeah no easily like with like mm-hmm. the whole Epstein stuff it seems like that like it seems like they were trying to get people to hook up with like just people that would compromise them, like underage people, and then be like, "Hey, by the way, so and so is whatever." Because they never, they always said that with the Epstein stuff is they would get girls that were younger that looked older to trick people, like that. I've always heard that with the story. So yeah, I mean, it seems like a way of political leverage. And he's saying he's getting extorted, but the story itself is kind of weird too. Like he's saying there was a uh, what was it? it was oh they they wanted to get twenty five million dollars from him. So what they would do with that twenty five million dollars is there was an Iranian hostage who was believed to be dead after years. And they hadn't spoken to the family yet, but they said he's actually alive. And if you give us this twenty five million dollars, we will um, then funnel it into saving this guy, and you'll be a hero. Otherwise, we're going to release this story. That's what the, yeah, that's the... yeah, that's what's behind it. But the family just found out all this afterwards because they've been told for years they're so and so's dead, their their son or whatever. And uh, now they're getting news. They're like, <laughs> supposedly someone's like, he's alive and you can rescue him. But also, if you don't, you're a pedophile. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's a complicated and weird story. <laughs> it's like, what do I do? It's like, all right. Other than that, though, I got uh, I just got some like speed around shit. Um, I got oh, uh, London County. Um. Virginia. Here's a clip. Um, they have a. 
uh, you've heard of the 1619 project and all these um these uh these like Trump did a whole campaign against like having this taught in schools this critical oh, yeah. race theory or whatever mm -hmm. well here's an argument with a student who's being taught critical race theory and what we're looking at is a slide that says what is race and it has a white person or what appears to be what appears to be a white person with red hair and a light-skinned black girl with um you know curlier froyer hair or whatever and uh, those are the t that's what we're looking at on the slide. And other than that, this is a Zoom meeting between the teacher and their students. But listen to the audio. The story behind this picture, um, I'd rather hold on to that. Just tell me, tell me what, what this seems to be a picture of. It's just two people chilling. Right, just two people. That's nothing more to that picture? Nah, not really. Just... Two people chilling. <laughs> I, like, it's like I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe, I don't that, believe you... that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly you is just two people, as... though, is it not? Yeah, but I think you're being. I think you're being. Um, I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of. Oh my God! What are you being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. <laughs> yeah, and that's all you see is two people. Yeah. I, I'm I'm confused on what you would like me to. To speak I don't, on that I don't sense. think you are. Oh my god! I don't know god. why you do this. Um, I'm not trying to call you out, but you could you you what? you know you come out off of you Teacher's to talk about what this guy. Yeah, what the fuck? And you act as if as if you know there's nothing noticeable about this apart from the fact that there's two people. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, is that I what am you want you me to say? <laughs> well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people no it's not because you, oh. you can't not look at you can't like, you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences right but if we're going for let's say if we're looking for equality within all this then why would we need to point out things such as that because those things those differences are real things you can't you can't and that's what's getting taught at fucking colleges, bro. I'm teaching that all the way down to elementary school. We like, just covered that freaking thing on Cartoon Network where they're saying, oh my God. don't be racist, see color. Like, so basically, like, that teacher's trying to tell them, hey, you're you're seeing these people as two equal people. No, they're different. Yeah. I'm sure they know they're different. <laughs> I know you know that. I know you're racist, bro. I know inside there you. There is no way you are not being a racist like me right now. We are all racist. Yeah. Don't you, the fucking books I write, everyone's a fucking racist. In the end, it. like, I'm not racist. I feel nothing wrong being able to be like, yeah, that's a white girl, that's a black girl, they're just chilling out. What's racist about that? Dude, it's, it's nothing and you know what you'd actually the teacher the teacher obviously knows this though and they would like to be prompted up to whatever their next point is and i don't know what the next point in the curriculum is but the worst thing is they're talking about race and the teacher did fuck up and say oh they're obviously of different races like he wants them to say that well, they're not those are twin sisters yes that's 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 i i assume they have some point to it in the critical race theory and this has been taken out of context there's no way they didn't know this off the photograph so i assume they have some context for it but yes the two girls in question the redhead girl who appears to be white and the light-skinned black girl who has hair like yours elijah yeah. yep <laughs> that's the best way to describe it but uh yeah they um nope they, they they want you to acknowledge that they're two different races even though they are ethnically the same exact person 
They have the same parents. They're twins. That's funny. He had the answers before the test, and he still fucked up. <laughs> he's still fucked up. Yeah, seriously. Well, he wa- that's the thing is because he wants you to arrive at the initial conclusion yeah. only then to, I assume they have some point to make after that, which I don't think is probably going to turn out to be a great point because of how much the teacher wants him to go in the wrong direction in the first place. The, 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 the point's probably going to be in the end exactly what the kid said. Yeah. That they're just two normal people. Yeah, if, if it's not the conclusion, why do I have to acknowledge this beforehand? Like, can I already have the right answer? Mm-hmm. Like, is in this direction we should be going in? And it's like, no. You have to see race so you can disacknowledge race. You have to know race exists so you can know it's not there. And the, it's like, the more the, the more shit you show me about all these schools doing these crazy shits, the more it makes me just want to homeschool kids whenever I fucking get them. I'm like, God damn. Like, oh, I, don't want God. Them, I want them to be indoctrinated to be racist. <laughs> see, I get into a bad space with that. Because I always say, like, uh, like when I was talking to uh, Boko Harambe, um, yeah. shouts out to episode seven of Trash Out. But uh, fucking, yeah, I was talking about that with him. And I always, I get into this non-carry attitude because I always think that's an option. And he's talking about, like, what happens when it doesn't become your option? Like, because if you send your kid to public school and your kid mentions that they have these, maybe they get them from being in school, they get these ideas. The school can then take your kid away from you for their gender reassignment surgery in several states or whatever. And that was something that very concerned him. But um, I'm, like, I always fall into it, and maybe it's a bad mindset to be in, but I'm always like, I'm not worried because I wouldn't send my kid to that hellscape fucking place mm. in the first place. Exactly. Like, my kid's not going to public I mean, school. In, in the end, like, I, this is an experience of how my parents raised me. Yeah. You, you learn more from uh, what, what you live in your life than what you do at school. So, 100%. if you... If your kid ends up being whatever, I mean, all power to them, whatever they want, it's based off the, their home life more than anything. 100%. And, like, Caitlin, my fiance, she says she says it herself. She's a teacher. She's seen kids that no matter how well they're treated in school, how well they're taught, they are the way they are because of their home life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, you're not going to go to school and just be... No matter how good your teacher is, if if you're getting beaten at home every day, it's not going to change like what's going on there. And additionally, no matter how good of a parent you are, if they're teaching your kid some wackadoo shit in school, there's only so much you're going to be able to do then to uh, dissuade them that that's the natural order when the majority of kids, like say half of them, parents are approving of what's going on in the school curriculum. Well, you get the teachers, they have to go there every single day and have somebody in their ear telling them what the right answer is. And if half the parents back it up, it is the right answer. You just have, like, they're teaching the curriculum. They're trying to teach them that's the right answer. So what, are you going to go home and hear that's wrong? That's only going to cause, like, what's your kid going to fight back? Hey, there's only one answer to things. There's only one right answer. Yeah. You don't have to hear both sides. Yeah, both sides. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know, just listen to the one side, because obviously that one side always has it right, guys. Exactly. And remember what Hitler says, tell a lie long enough and it will eventually become the truth. Yeah. Or, like, Vladimir Lenin, give my... Give me your child for, what was it, four years or something? I'll implant a seed that will never be uprooted. Or is it 12 years? It was like about basically about the school systems. Like how, like, education systems, like. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I see it that way. I don't know the exact quote, but yeah, uh, yeah you, you can do that. And I, I think back on that. There's a lot of things that I was fed in public school that I'm like, I don't believe that at all now, but I believed it to be true just because it was the word that was going on around me. And my parents didn't really care enough to check on what I was learning. And I think they would have been horrified for some of it. You know what? No, if you don't do this stuff right, you're not successful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can screw yourself. Like, even if you know the right thing, if you say the right thing or what you believe to be the right thing and it's the wrong answer at the time in public, you're going to be scrutinized for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's crazy, huh? It's just like, wow, you really have to fight against, co- like, everything. The system. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 
it's pretty baffling. You know what I mean? It's just like as like society, you think like we would be more like you said. Be, well, we have been more, but we've been losing that sense of you know debate and fucking trying to like find the middle ground of wanting to yeah seek seek out just to be better knowledge people. You know? Yeah. No debate. Uh, debate and um, talking about issues is going away. There's there's correct answers, and you just have to accept them. There's two no, plus there's two, no is more five. two sides. <laughs> but uh, all right, so just a couple other quick ones before we uh, wrap up here. All right, uh, Illinois uh, Latinos are criticizing uh, the renaming of their school, which is going to be renamed after Obama. But the Latinos are saying, "Hey, he's the deporter in chief. More deportations have been done by Obama than ever. So why the fuck would we want him to be our school to be named after him?" There's one of those. Also, quick note. Yeah, I honestly didn't know there's a high population of Latinos in Illinois. Yeah, Chicago and all that. Yeah, a lot of yeah, the I guess Chicago, but yeah. like other than Chicago, I'd be really. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't think this is so far north. Exactly, this is so I, far I north. Think well, they're like, here. We're north. Yeah, but it's not as much of a Latino population as you think. Ah, there's a lot. See, I, I think. Oh. See, like, there's more of like a Portuguese and uh, a, Spanish, not that, Latino. All right. So what? Well, Let, then what's Latino? Latino, uh, South American. Okay. So Latino, South American, because as a Portuguese. We're not, con- but we're how does that able- work? Isn't isn't Latino of Latin descent like yeah, of? That's what I thought. Yes, so the dead language like, of Europe. Like when I went to college, I was not allowed to put myself as Latino. Really? Exactly. Yeah. So South America gets that. Well, where did, didn't Latin come from Europe? Yes. I don't Latin understand Italy. this. Wait, I, I, it yeah, doesn't make weird. sense either. Yeah. What? All right. That's crazy. Yeah. No. Like cause I, seriously, I, I I'm the same way. Do, I'm mostly Portuguese. Too. I do think it has changed now. Like if I went to college today, I probably could put myself as Latino. I mark white and Hispanic everywhere I go. <laughs> I just put black and multiple. <laughs> it's just like black, black and multiple. And multiple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just make it myself. What are you like a Wonder Twins as a gender? <laughs> black and multiple. Yeah. <laughs> I am a toaster. I'm the Black Wonder Twins the black as a boy. <laughs> yeah, as a boy. Depending if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Pronouns are he us. <laughs> he man. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh shit. I have the power. But yeah, I think like. Latinos mostly considered, at least what I've always seen is like South American, Puerto Rican, uh, the Dominican. All I've that seen area. it more represented as that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, at, at least in my experience, European has never been considered as much Latino. They've been considered Caucasian. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, somebody was explaining that to me. Portuguese is just white people, so I guess I'm just white people. Yeah, I'm very. What? Uh, I feel like people are just fucking throwing anything that's close to white as white. Yeah, you know, it's like Caucasian. You know, any. You're like I'm almost I'm almost as dark as you, dude. You're blacky. <laughs> they call you blacky in your school, right? <laughs> Listen, that was because it was a very white predominant. School. That was so crazy. It's so funny too, because like in my school, like I was literally the only other black. Like it was me and two other black kids, and like everyone wanted to be friends with me because I was black. It was the same school it's, Brian called racist. Just saying, that's the same school <laughs> you came from. Yeah. <laughs> it was an earlier episode. It's called back, so. Yeah. Uh, all right, other stuff. Um, this is... Uh... Oh, Pete Buttigieg. His, um, so, so Biden's been saying that nobody who makes under $400,000 is going to get taxed. That's never going to happen. You don't have to worry about that. But Pete Buttigieg is already uh, proposing ideas that would contradict that. They're saying that uh, maybe they should put a mileage tax. So on your taxes, you'd have to put how much your car drove that year, and you'd have to pay taxes on that. And that affects 
pretty much anybody from any income level who owns a car. So I think that includes people under $400,000. So that's an outright lie. And I would like to point out that this is exactly the kind of tax that started the yellow shirt movement in Europe. And uh, look how that's going. Yeah. yeah. So uh, fuck around and find out. Go ahead. Do that tax. That's so crazy. What the fuck? What if you get... But what if you... Oh, it's just never mind, never mind, never mind. No, I answered it myself. I answered it myself. Okay. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going. I, I got a company vehicle. That tax goes to my boss. Ah, he's like, peace. <laughs> he's like, bitch. Forks for your job. But still, that's going to affect your promotions. That's going to affect mm-hmm. everything. Anything they could possibly give to you. They're not going to have as much room for it. Hey, they're they're consider, they would consider company vehicles that much more. They mm-hmm. already consider it like a part of your payment. Yeah. It's just going to be that much more. Well, speed rounds. Other than that, I got uh, the last oh. thing. One officer dead. One injured after car rams the U.S. Capitol. Uh, pol- uh, yeah, rams U.S. Capitol police. Suspect was fatally shot. Heard about oh, this yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, the guy ran the Capitol. So he ran over someone, right? He ran over someone with that vehicle. He hit a cop, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. That was kind of a... I was so weirded out by that because it's just like, man, just drives into fucking barrier. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, just drives in the barrier. I thought he just dies. I'm like, right after that, I was like, what? Nah, he made it through. He hit somebody and they shot him to death pretty quick. Ah. We were just talking about this yesterday, yeah. though, on the on the interview I did. You can't protest the Capitol anymore. That used to be, you know, a given. And, um, oh, this insurrection. <laughs> That's gone. <laughs> Bye. You yeah. fucked up. Lost privilege. That's crazy. <laughs> and then they keep stricter, more and more lockdowns around the area, too. Like, mm-hmm. the White House is going to be... Just... Yeah, they got, they, got, they got the National Guard, like, four blocks, like, outward. Are you sure Biden's not in prison right now? <laughs> uh, maybe. He's just know. in custody in the White House. I did the... I said the thing. Listen, it's the only white boy you know who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I, the thing is, also, going back to like, that, that whole thing, is just, like, people were so quick. Because I think we did talk about this last time in the last political class, like how they were so quick to promote fucking um like the oh wait maybe I'm, oh it was the colorado shooter we were talking about how like it wasn't a white individual how i forget which politician it was she tweeted like it was a white guy but then retweeted after like restate like oh that was my me assuming it was a white guy because he didn't die because he it was like the boulder shooter oh no it was the uh no that was the or, one or in was florida it? i think or I forget oh. exactly where it happened it was the guy who shut up the asian spas yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but um I forget what's. It's just I've heard so it, like when I first heard the news about this like this, this guy fucking ra- like and it wasn't anything about his race or anything. People just assumed it was some crazy like white guy and then fucking like the black nationalist fucking like they found out he was a black guy, a black nationalist who followed fucking. Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Oh no, no, no that's I the forget. capital shooting. Oh, that was actually no, that's what it was. The the guy they still said he was white, uh, but he was um, I forget he was from. Saudi, he was right? from he, you know, he was from some uh, Middle Eastern country. The guy who uh, did that, I I forget exactly where he was from. The rampaging, right? Uh, the one that was shooting at the Asian parlor. The the one oh, that was okay, accused. Bye, bye, bye. They okay, said it was the Capitol okay. shooting. The one we were just talking about, the Capitol yep. shooting, is the one that I forget which representative said it, but they said he was he was white, and then she, yeah. yeah, she uh, she really. I think it was Johan Omar. I don't stand by that, yeah. but um, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, she said like, well, I just assumed he was white because you know that's. That's how these things go. Mm. And it's like, well, no, that's how the narrative goes, and that's the narrative you spin. But I don't know. Um, you had some oh, other stuff, some foreign, yeah, uh, um, some yeah, hell international yeah, got you. Um, I, Right now, I have, I'm going to do a quick domestic one. So, um, Oh, okay. Yeah, so San Diego Mayor Todd Gloria kicks homeless Americans out of convention centers so illegal immigrants can be housed. 
Yeah. Because of this whole uh, immigration crisis we've been going on, that Biden says there's no immigration crisis going on. Oh, have you heard his, his biggest turnaround most recently? I, yeah. I heard this one last night. This is on the episode that probably came out right before this. Yeah. Uh, I was being told uh, by my buddy Magnus, Joe Biden is continuing working on the wall. Wait, what? That's his new Wait, solution. The He's wall? finishing the wall. Hashtag continue the wall? Yep, that's, that's his newest move because, well, too many migrants. <laughs> I don't He's know. like, son of a bitch, they're pouring in. I didn't think they were going to listen to me. So <laughs> I, damn. I got us a wall. That's it. <laughs> that's funny. He's like, shit. Uh, damn, I didn't think my words actually had power and meaning to it. <laughs> but what else? So my final news for international is... So the increasing tensions in China. So how we sent an American ambassador over to Taiwan, you know, kind of just like, you know, to do some, you know, partying over there, you know, dab a little up, see what's up with Taiwan, see what they up to. And uh, China didn't like that. China was like, uh, nah, you uh, Americans need to stop interacting with Taiwan or uh, or else. And uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see how we're going to respond to that. If oh, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean. saw something about that because it was talks with Biden in China that it was uh, ne- negative talks that Biden kind of fucked up, too. He said uh, they don't have a Democratic bone in their body over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 I hope, I don't know, it's, are we going to, it's just, if we lose Taiwan, man, that's going to be a fucking big loss to dem- democracy and fucking the whole, or oh, just yeah. in general, just like capitalism. I mean, granted, like, like I was saying earlier before the podcast we were talking, if, if there were some, for God forbid, some kind of war to break out, we wouldn't have to worry because no one's going to want to mm-hmm. attack the actual states. But I think over there, the last democratic area would be South Korea, South Korea, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're totally, like, different in their level of uh, democracy. Like, they um, they actually put out a lot of propaganda that's completely false about, like, North Korea and China and stuff, the way they're so far in that direction. Mm-hmm. Like, they make bullshit up a lot of the time. Like, I was watching, um, it's called uh, We the People is the YouTube channel, but it's really good. This guy is, like, old Vice News. Like, it's this Russian guy. He has on his YouTube channel, he has, um, it's in English, uh, the voiceover. But he goes to these countries and actually, like, gets on the ground, finds out what's going on there, talks to people and stuff. And he's done a great job. But, uh, yeah, he, he pointed out South Korea, they are not exactly the best representatives of what's going on in China and North Korea. They have their own propaganda, and it's moved in a different direction. But, um that being said, North Korea and China are fucking terrible. So, like, why do you even need to make shit up about them? Yeah, I know. Literally, it's like, what, what the fuck? Do you have to make up shit. It's like, it's Honestly, just... surprised there hasn't been any talks like Biden and, and North Korea, like there was with Trump. Nah, I'm not. They uh, they want to ignore North Korea. They they want to let it be uh, like it's it, it's it's a little puppet for them. And additionally, with with him working with China, there's less of a reason for North Korea to be more antagonistic because North Korea is almost like a mouthpiece for like how China feels because they China backs them. China's the real threat. Like if we go to trouble with North Korea, we're fighting China mm-hmm. in a proxy war. So I don't know. There's not as much of a re- excuse me reason because Joe Biden's love China. Fuck it up. Yeah, it's just. And that's a scary position, though, especially like you were saying earlier, the, the Uyghur Muslims and stuff, and especially the atrocities that China has been doing. It's uh, we should gross. Not, uh, I just say gross. Gross. <laughs> gross. Like, it's just, uh, dude. Uh, I don't know. It's very scary. It's just very scary, especially as a country like, uh, especially we're supposed to be the world power, and we're just gonna 
Oh, we don't have to. We be. are not the. World oh yeah, we're not. Not yeah. Not we anymore. shouldn't be. Right, <laughs> you know. But you're no right. We're not, we're not even world. We're not. We're not even like. We're just a power. We're not. You even should the be the power and... over your own domain and yes. fuck everyone else, man, or leave everyone else alone. Yeah, literally. Does everyone have their own island? God damn it. Just, just be the king of, of your castle and stay the fuck out of everyone else's. King of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> um, um, and just I'm going to hop into my last news. Uh, yeah. Belgium. They are now, well, the last time I read it was probably like a week now. So we're probably 23 days until they lift all um, quarantine laws. But it's happening so, sooner now? Yeah. So, well, because yeah, I said 30 days when I read it. Like within 30 days that... Belgium had to lift all of their coronavirus slash quarantine uh, laws like related to it because as the CDC and the World Health Organization has said, lockdowns and these mandatories are only going to make it worse for economies and has proven, and like we were saying earlier, either the stricter lockdowns, either or stricter lockdowns or more freedom, it's still, we still have seen, it shows the same results of effectiveness, death rates and stuff. So why are we going to restrict our economies and shut ourselves down, which makes even more, not even just people dying from COVID, but many other ill prevented diseases, um, starvation, um, depression, uh, Preventable cancers, a bunch of different stuff. Drug use, absolutely. I mean, domestic violence against kids, Mm -hmm. all these things. Mm -hmm. There's there's so many different things that go into it. But when you said the World Health Organization, um, they never specifically came out and said that Uh, lockdowns don't work, which they really should because there's a lot of evidence that they don't. mm -hmm. Uh, But they didn't ever say that. They just said economically, we can't afford to shut down any longer. So whether or not two weeks would have been a good thing, Mm -hmm. they stand by. They're like, two weeks might have been a good thing to flatten that curve. Mm -hmm. However, which it it doesn't even look like it does by the numbers. It doesn't even look like that really helped at all. But they they just very clearly didn't think that, uh, like, they're not saying, they're saying it'd be a bad idea to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was. It might have been a good thing for a certain amount of time, possibly. Uh, I think it was reasonable to do the two weeks. I, I I think that was enough. But after the numbers that were projected weren't showing up, and then especially months later when we had huge amounts of data and they didn't show up to be even a tenth of the worst case scenario that we were prepping for, it was over. Mm-hmm. Lockdowns don't I'd, work. I'd give them like a month, more, a little more than two weeks, just because you, you need a little time to do a little bit of research on what the hell's going on. Well, I'm saying it gets worse each time. A month is like, yeah, we yeah. should get to it. Three months, hell, that's the end of it. Exactly. We should have figured it out. Six months, it's getting insane. A year, we're like a year and a half out now. And it's it's fucking nutty. Or a little over a year, actually, to be fair. Yeah. But, I mean, well, not even, no, because they well, were no, already they doing ex- the research in China. So it's yeah, almost saying, a year and a quarter. November, December of yeah. ne- uh, 2019, they first kind of... Mm-hmm. So we're... Saw we're shit happening? Sorry, here. Over shit. a year and a quarter, coming up on a year and a half. We have the data... And yeah, at this point, it's ridiculous to be falling on false information that we all know. Oh, and also, I just want to ask you guys personally, just your personal opinions on this, but when it comes to the Wuhan leak, like more like evidence coming out. Lab? Yeah, if it's like more, more fucking, since there's been more evidence coming out that it is highly likely that it has been a leak. Like, do you guys like. See, I actually just saw something recently that was more likely to be from an animal. Really? See, because I've also, because I've been hearing, rec- hearing recently, though. Because during like Trump's like here a bunch of like, because yeah like let me go back let me rearrange this because during Trump's time a lot you heard you heard a lot of you know what I mean chatter of like oh like it got leaked in Wuhan and then recently I've been hearing there's a lot more push like people trying to push back saying it wasn't 
a leak. So I still, so, okay. even though this is a very conspiracy, I think it's most likely conspiracy and a very believable one that it was a leak, and because it happened perfectly timing with when China had the highest democratic uproar within its own country to shut that down, close it out, and push it aside. It was very convenient. So, yeah, well, that exactly. would all right. So, so that's not saying at that point that it's a leak. You, what you're suggesting is that it was done on purpose. A leak would be it escaped the facility. Exactly. I, I they like said I'm not saying it happened, but the most believable mm, yeah. conspiracy that I've heard would be that that it was let out on purpose. Because, right, like I said, right right when the democratic influence in China started to kind of uprise. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a bunch of different points you can find of why it'd be convenient. I don't, I don't know if – because there's always a reason. You know, there's, the thing is this would be convenient at any point in time, okay? Mm-hmm. A, a reason for global world governments to seize more control over their populations, there's never a point in time where that's not convenient. So sure. any way you'd be able to point, point to it. But – Really, the question is whether or not it leaked from a lab, and I think it leaked from a lab. I don't, I can't say whether or not that was anywhere near on purpose, and we'll never have a real answer on that. Mm-hmm. But I think there is some evidence pointing towards whether it was accidental or on purpose. I lean towards accidental, conveniently accidental, <laughs> but yeah. it does seem like it came from a lab, Elijah. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just going to go back. It's just, uh, I think it's more towards just. Us. Like it could be, yeah, it could be accidental, but um, it's just there has been. They have the same Wuhan lab that has been released from has been, like, um, known. They had prior like mess ups of leaking. Like, you know I mean, they're class four biohazard like research like facility, and they've had previous like bullshit of like having like not full contamin like full control of like shit. So it's like again, again, it could have been accidental, maybe purposely. Who knows? But definitely, as a neuro, like a virologist, or what, not virologist, my fault. Fucking, what are they call specifically? You just, well, yeah, virologist, right? Yeah, virologist. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, <clears throat> damn, I lost my fucking track of thought. It it doesn't really matter whether or not they they screwed it up. It's 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 whether or not it happened. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, it, same yeah. thing. Whether going into yeah. it being a wet market, one way or the other, mm-hmm. China was. They they had many arguments against whether or not they should have these dangerous wet markets, which supposedly could breed the same kind of disease. Mm -hmm. So one way or the other, they either had wet markets that were irresponsible or irresponsible lab practices. And I don't think there's any way you cannot blame this on China, Mm -hmm. except for the way that, I don't know, CNN took that it started in Europe or some other shit. But that hasn't seemed to pan out too well. It seems like it more points towards it leaking from that fucking same street that had a wet market and a virology lab on it. (laughs) Like, just tough. Hey, and conveniently, the quarters in 2020 conveniently got bats on the back of them. What? Oh, no, like the new quarters, like in 2020. Like yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they got bats in the back of them. That's, 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 that's kind of convenient. They're just rubbing it in our faces. <laughs> yeah. like goddamn conspiracy. Come on, guys. All the triangles are connecting to the pyramid of Giza. Oh, no, Open your right. third eye and figure it out. Yeah, come on, guys. Read fucking dive into QAnon conspiracies. Come on. No. You guys got anything else for the week, though? Nah, it's fucking everyone just take just, the time uh, to do just take care of yourself. Just make sure it's not Parmesan cheese. <laughs> just make sure it's not Parmesan <laughs> cheese. I'm good. Uh, really though, uh, sorry about the first half of this. Uh, hope you were able to suffer through it. I, I really do feel like it was one of our better conversations. Um, hope you were able to uh, suffer through it to just get the information that we were passing. If not, I don't blame you either. It was rough to hear. I heard like five seconds of it and have been upset since. But uh, 
good on you and uh, good night.